following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. That's Mario. The heel that steals the deal, the villain that stays chill, the answer here with the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. You know, Leo, you were too busy on giving people direction. I was drinking my mate. Who should, who should have their mic on? Who should have their <laughs> mic off? And you forgot to turn your <sighs> mic on. See, I, I had it on. When it comes back, I don't know what I'm doing here. Go ahead, Dali. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, Unity Fantasy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, I missed that. Lowstreetradio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Hey, buenos días. What up to our friends, Jessica Hoffman. What up to Steve Jordan. What up to Ben Cliff from Stoke-on-the-Trent. That's actually the name of the city itself, Stoke-on-Trent, in England. So there you go. What up, Mark? Leo, how are you this morning? I'm here, drinking Monte, feeling like an old man. Forgot I to mean, turn my mic on. I mean, you are an old man. Fuck you. 38 is not old. I mean, okay, 40 is the 50, new 20. You're 54, bro. What? Maybe. maybe. You're an old man, dude. Come Steve, on. It's your gimmick, bro. You're Steve, the old man. Steve Jordan says, I need some coffee, bro. I already had coffee. I'm like on my third cup of coffee. Now I, I bring it down a little bit with some Monte. Well, speaking of coffee, give me a minute. Coffee. Hashtag, it's hashtag. Red Bull time. Oh, now it's a hashtag? We're making it a movement? Nice. Bro, we, oh, we've been right. doing this since 2020. Wait, what are we doing here? The the whole Red Bull gimmick. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, we're doing a show? Totally forgot. What? Le- what's wrong, Lee? <laughs> are, you, are you high right now? No, look at my eyes. They're not red yet. What? <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's introduce our rotating third. All right? <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. He's a gamer. Yeah. He's a Lego enthusiast. A fishing boy. King Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. How y'all doing? This is a wonderful, wonderful day. Gentlemen. What, you forget who you're talking what's to. What's going on, Kay? What's going on, brother? Oh, nothing much, man. Just living the dream. Now, I saw you crack something open, and I know, hey, I'm going to do something myself, so just... Oh, shit. Right. That doesn't look like Red Bull. <laughs> nope, nope, oh, nope. Oh, it's a yeah. truck. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we're going to 
it's five o'clock somewhere. I love that line, so we're gonna stick with it. That's okay. No, no, I'm not hating on it, bro. That's truly amazing. Uh, what up to everybody that's there with us? Make sure you share the video. Let the people know that we are here. Uh, we have a a a new friend, rotating turd. Uh, Pat McAfee. What what's your name again? Ken Caffrey. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing? No, I knew this was coming. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, No, but um, at least a quick background for me. Dale. my name's Kaver, Kaver Deans. Uh, I go by King Kaver, uh, King the Hedgehog, if anything, affiliates on Twitch and things like that. Um, uh, I just do short videos and things like that on Instagram. Um, I do build uh, a lot of uh, 8-bit uh, projects through uh, Legos. Um, it's been a really big pastime for me, especially during this pandemic. Um, just to give you a quick, uh, I just want to grab something. I grabbed something from Mario. So I'm going to show what kind of things that I make. That is all brick by brick. Oh, that's fucking cool. How dope is that, bro? That is cool, man. Yeah, so, and trust me, I have plenty more. Um, I have, I'm working on one more right now, then I would have a total of 50 from various games. Uh, The goal is to make 100, and then we'll go from there. Uh, It's just been a very therapeutic project for me, and I enjoy doing it, so, and I'm going to keep going, so we'll see what happens from there. Um, Just quick short story. Um, I met Mr. Rated R. Uh, two years ago that at guy. Full Gear, that guy. and yeah. um, just conveniently at the bar, just chilling <laughs> at the bar. That's literally what? that's literally how we felt. I was sitting there. Um, actually, no, you guys were there at the, at the bar before I was. Um, and I was sitting there, and then everybody was just hyped. The energy was good. Everybody was hyped yeah. about it. Me and um, Sammy were there. We were just so talking, chilling, and then um next thing i know he leaves and he comes back in uh pentagon makeup so <laughs> so so uh yeah and then uh we've been in touch ever since and it's been all it's all been gravy trained from there and yeah man uh it, it, it was a different time uh oh. different times that we were living in um in baltimore for full gear uh it was it was a great night it was a great show um the you know it's funny a quick backstory on that so after I was like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, uh, start getting ready for the, the, you know, for full gear and stuff. And, and you and Sam stayed at the bar. Sam had no idea either what I was no. doing. Like, this is just like an, like a, this plot in my head. I'm like, all right, I want, this is my first AEW show. Like, I need to, I need to go all out here. Like, I need to do something uh, crazy. I see, I see what you did there. Get it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I, I, I think I could pull off Pentagon. So. Yeah, I just did the Pentagon gimmick, and it all worked out. A lot of people thought I was Pentagon. Um, later on that night, at a at a full gear after party, shout outs to the whole uh, Royal Ramble crew. I was hanging out with them, um, Brian, Ryan, all of them, and um, they kept hyping me up as Pentagon to the point where a lot of people at this after party thought I was Pentagon. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh. I, I I remember. I think me and my buddy, because I went with my buddy. You didn't meet my buddy there. So he was in another hotel. We actually, I think we got to the um, after party too early, so we, nobody was there. And then I ended up leaving, and then I ended up ordering pizza, and then I, I took my old ass to bed. And that was, that's about it. So. Well, okay, don't feel bad because the after party was kind of trash. I'm like, oh, it was. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like we made the best of it. But like you know, when you're hanging out with your homies or whatever, you know, you kind of just like no matter if if it's like the, a really bad situation or it's just a bad time, you gotta try to make the best out of it, right? So, 
you know, I was kind of like, I won't say I was the life of the party, but I kept, I guess I was the joke of the party because everybody kept on hyping me up like as Pentagon. Like, oh, look, it's Pentagon. <laughs> well, I mean, you you are a talker. so I mean, that's what I do. But um, <laughs> I don't just talk to anybody. You know what I'm saying? But it, and one last thing on Full Gear. So after the after party, um, I was waiting for my Uber to take me back to the hotel because it was cold and I was not walking back. So while I was waiting... Um, this kid came up to me and I, he, he might be older, but I called him a kid. Cause that's how he acted. He had a, he had a full gear chair and was like, can you sign this for me? <laughs> and what did you say? Orale. <laughs> I was going to sign it until, um, you could, this buddy of mine fucking put me on blast. He was like, that's just a real Pentagon. I'm like, you idiot. I was going to sign it. Now, now I, I have a question. Uh, the, the Uber driver, not a wrestling fan, probably. Right. What? Well, the, the good thing is, I was I was in the Uber with two other people because we oh, did the okay. Uber. Um, what is it? The, the Uber, Uber pool. Uh, when you, yeah. So I did one of those. So I guess the driver felt safe that it was um <laughs> two other people that looked normal and not just the guy dressed in Pentagon. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Imagine you're the Uber driver, oh. right? And it says, "Hey, you're here to pick up Mario." You know, a guy with a beard and long hair. And then you pull up and you see this guy in black and white, like, you know, full gear. Like, I, I wouldn't feel safe <laughs> picking you up. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's, what's funny? The flip side of that was in Chicago when I went for um, Revolution and T2E2, mm-hmm. I took a, an Uber for, um, you know, at Pentagon. Like, I was in Pentagon gear. And the driver was like, you're going to C2E2, right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the story when he got home. Like you were not gonna imagine, like what just pulled up into my car. I just picked up a guy that looked like he belongs like in a satanic death metal band, and his eyes were white. Yes. <laughs> so we're here. We're gonna talk about Mr. everything that's board. that's going on. Uh, what up to Steve Jordan? He says those are serious bricks. So you're getting little props there on your on your stuff there, man. And and you know what? It's cool because you said it. You said it right, Caffrey. I got the name right. There you go. Um, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, damn it. God damn it. I wrote it down, too. I wrote it down. Jesus Christ. Okay, say it again. If it go. helps, K-A-Y-F-U-R. That'll, that K-Fur, that's the easiest way to remember. Well, how about, like, how about they call you K-Fabe? Like King K-Fabe. There you go. King K-Fabe. King, okay, I like it. Kayfabe. That's, that's your, your new, new gimmick name on Lucha. King Kayfabe. <laughs> King Kayfabe. Boom, I'll baby. It. I'll take it. There you go. So, uh, but you were talking about how, you know, the Lego thing is therapeutic, right? You know, yeah. dude, that's that's what everything should be. Like, if you have a hobby or something that you like, it has to be therapeutic. Like, you can't just do this to be pissed off. You know what I mean? So I like that. I like that. So, a- again, um, we have people here on the chat. If you guys have any questions for King Kayfabe or us, just let us know. Uh, but let's go, baby. What's going on? You, you know, right, good bro. Name. We're you gonna know we're good gonna name. start off hot, bro. We're yeah. gonna start off hot because I'm sure hot. that we're all gonna have either maybe the same opinion or uh-huh. different opinions about it. Uh-huh. So the Undertaker, yeah, the Dead Man, yeah, the Phenom, the Whoa. American Badass. I gotta take a drink. Back in, <laughs> back in my day, go ahead. The the last outlaw. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, a very very oh. famous podcast, mm-hmm. and he has some comments about the current product. So I'm yes. gonna read you some stuff. All right. Um. So he goes. He says this. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. To the young guys, oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I learned to walk away. Not really. You kind of contradict yourself. Right and there. and he, but, li- he limped away. <laughs> um, I just think that the product is a little soft. <laughs> There's guys here and there. 
that have an edge to them. But there's too much pretty, not enough substance. Um, they're right. They're trying to put something out for everybody. Some guys are into comedy shit. There's other guys that want to do the hardcore type fighting. I think one of the biggest things that happened, we all got old at the same time. So there weren't enough guys to work with young guys. All right. Another, uh, uh, another takeaway on this podcast was you also have to, you also have too many people that are these guys on internet say I'm pretty fucking good. Okay. Well you can listen to them or you can listen to somebody that's been there and done that. You can't help it, but there was just not enough merging of young and the new talent. When we had Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all those guys, we were all working together. We were making money. We were drawing. Then we all aged out. I hung in there for a long time, too long, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But we kind of aged out, and it left all these young guys to learn with more young guys, and the product changed. Um, there's another comment that he made on there, but I'm going to leave that to a little bit later. But he has some strong words about the... Um, he has some strong words about the current product and the current state of um, professional wrestling. I don't know if this was strictly just WWE or he was just like looping everybody, but he's not a fan of what's going on. Um, one last comment, and then we'll uh, we'll get some of the replies from uh, Two Talent. So uh, he also goes, the era of guy, the the era of these guys too. The uh, the era of the guys, those were men. You go into dressing rooms nowadays, and there's a lot of different. I remember walking to the first real dressing room, and all I saw were the crusty fucking men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. <laughs> Shit got handed back then, you know? Now you walk in, there's guys playing video games, fucking making sure they look pretty. It's a revolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I prefer when men were men. Which, that statement alone, oh, I have a lot to say about that statement, but... Man, you. Taker's just not a fan of the current state of... Uh, I'll just say WWE for now. I'm not going to loop in New Japan. I'm not going to loop in AEW. I'm just going to specifically just say maybe he just means WWE. Um, hey, I'm going to start with you. Then we'll move on to Leo. And then um, I'll mention a couple other more things. But, uh, Kay, what do, what do you think about these comments, dude? All right. Now, okay. Now, all right. Let me, let me just... Okay. <laughs> Come on. Get ready, bro. Let's go. All right. So Woo. listen here, Mark, because I can't call you Undertaker Mark. anymore, especially after this. You see, with the state of wrestling and everything that's going on now, we're not living back in those times. Now, now that's that's the that's the very first thing that we have to understand. And then that whole crusty old man and blah 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 nasty thing. All right, first off, hygiene. Hygiene is a big fucking deal. Uh, am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, curse, curse okay. away, bro. Curse hygiene, away. Hygiene is a big fucking deal. That's fucking disgusting. The way he has everything set up. Yes, guys are trying to look pretty. Yeah, well, what, whatever. Everybody has their own shtick in when we do things. Now, the things that these wrestlers in WWE, New Japan, AW that they're doing now. You could not do. You say you could do those things, and maybe in your prime when you were just, you know. Uh, uh, commando and all that stuff like that because you weren't doing that many things for Undertaker. You literally, he literally jumped over the rope once a year for that one spot and never does it again in any other match. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got dudes that are doing that constantly. Yeah, I can understand that, you know, it takes away because you're doing more high spots and things like that now. I get that. But here's the thing. And matter of fact, I'll even quote John Cena. John Cena said, as time goes by, 
they were polarizing figures. First it was Hogan, then it was Austin and Rock, then it was him. Now we're at a point where everything is so diverse, we don't really need that any, anymore. Because one, I can take, oh man, I like what Roman Reigns is doing. But uh, with everything in up, up, down, down, I like what Woods is doing in that other dynamic too. It makes things more personable. The thing is about, and it's funny that you guys call me uh, King Kayfabe here. Like he was Kayfabe for about 25 years, right? All that knowledge and all that things like that, he kept to himself because, quote unquote, he was supposed to. First off, when times change and things and things mature, people learn to do new moves. Like, cause like, I don't know if you've ever seen like wrestling back in the 40s. It looks nothing like what we had in the 90s, like we have now, anything like that. They were literally just grappling and throwing each other until they got tired. That right. was literally what professional wrestling was. It was almost like amateur, except you had a ring. That's literally what it was. And the simple fact that he was, oh, well, these guys are not doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, then what are they supposed to do? You have all this wealth of knowledge, yet none of it came out until the past maybe year and a half when you officially, unofficially retired. So don't sit there and say, I don't like where the product is going when you did not help. You came there, you got a paycheck, you did what you had to do for so much. And again, this is what happened last time. You had two subpar matches with your brother, with, with Kane and uh, Shawn Michaels in Triple H, which was a disaster. Then you got dropped on your head, which was a disaster by Goldberg. So you have nothing to talk about anymore. You should have did what you did when you said, hey, I like where, where Roman Reigns, I do it for him. And you should have put your, your hat in the middle of the ring and be done with it. That was a good way to bow out. Everybody said, cool, I'm okay with this. Nobody was like, oh my God, Roman should Everybody said, you know what? If that's Undertaker's swan song, fine. But no, you came back and you gave us piss poor performance. So don't sit there and tell me that you're upset with the product when in that latest faction of area of the time where you're technically involved in it. You gave us that. And now, don't get me wrong. Did I enjoy the AJ Styles and match with you? Yes. Yeah, that was actually a very dynamic and it was entertaining. But that's that's the thing, though. I think you, you're you're more of an entertainer. Like, I, I, I don't understand why there's this stigma that you have to be a certain way when it comes to wrestling. There's so many different people. There's so many different backgrounds and so many things like that. And then I know that um, people get mad, like the old dudes get mad and upset because... Some of them aren't treated in certain ways. Well, yeah, like the certain things you told some of my predecessors, like, like um, who was it? Um, Hogan is like, oh, the new guys are cold to me. Yes, because we heard what you said on that phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got other people like Ric Flair, like, and this goes over people's heads because like you got the music videos and things like that. But I, I personally remember what you called Teddy Long a few years ago. So I, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a different time, but like at that same time, we can't go on that right now, especially, and I'm not going to get political on this podcast, mm-hmm. but especially in today's day and age with everything going on, it just, it just, it's counterproductive. And then the fact that you have the gall, the gall, the nerve, the audacity of these people that are working their ass off in the middle of a pandemic. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Like, how dare Like, we were at a point that I'm pretty sure everybody here at the point was like, oh, man, we're probably not going to get any wrestling because yeah. with what's going on. Every, <laughs> they everybody, kept going. And they, and they kept doing it. They stick to their, done, their guns. They did what they had to do. 
They still gave us a WrestleMania. They still gave us the best performances that they could, even though there's no one in that crowd. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The Thunderdome is cool, but it's still it's still never going to be the same. We yeah, know that not. those um, oohs and ahs are are broadcast. We we get it. We understand, and I see what you're doing. Um, New Japan is doing things very lightly, but then again, that Japan's a whole different story when it comes to you know handling this the way this pandemic has gone. AEW is doing things in small doses. I know we're hearing rumors of them trying to get like maybe 2,000 or something people for the WrestleMania coming out, which they're now doing with just two nights, which is, uh, I mean, uh, a snub to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but I, I won't get into that. But at the same time, like, how, how dare you? you? You know how hard these people work. We're mm-hmm. in a situation where we can't do it. And then, and then you rub, <clears throat> yeah, I get it. You played cards, you smoked cigarettes, you hung out with celebrities. Dude, one of the coolest stories I ever heard from The Undertaker is when he hung out with Cypress Hill. That is a dope story. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is a dope story. But don't and, get and me he wrong outdrank them, by the way. What happened? <laughs> and he outdrank them, by the way. And he outdrank them. <laughs> and I think X Pac outsmoked them. Yeah, from yeah. What I <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hey, what they say. It is what it is. But it's like <laughs> the dynamic has changed too much. And mm-hmm. it's I'm not saying it's not fair. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. But don't sit there and criticize when you have the power to help. And then you don't do anything about it. You are literally, you were literally the front runner because you never left that company. So you, of all people, all they hell, they brought in other people from different. They got Adrian Pierce now. They have um, Abyss in the back and things like that. Then do, then do something in that role and help those boys out mm-hmm. if it's not to your liking. You know right. I don't just like now. I'm going to tell everybody all my stories and I'm going to go to public. That makes that is completely uh, uh, idiotic and undermining of what they do now. So you're saying. Hell, like, look, don't get me wrong. Undertaker, thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all that stuff you've given me. But I can say something like, and I'm, people may not agree with me. I can say that Dolph Ziggler is a better worker than you. That is my opinion. That right. is my opinion. I, Because here's the thing, Taker. We can say you've had bad matches from back in your 90s. We can say you had bad matches the last two, the ones that you had. I don't remember a bad match Ziggler had except for the one time he got kicked in the head, which wasn't his fault. And he was concussed. <laughs> and he was concussed, and he finished And, the and you know what? And while he was concussed, he still didn't really have a bad performance. He put, he put on a better match. <laughs> Leo, <laughs> Leo, what? Um, so, do you have any thoughts on Taker's comments? Oh, I got, a whole, I got a whole bunch of thoughts. But check this out. The dude is 55 years old. The dude was born in 1965. I actually got his Wikipedia up. Uh, that's why I know it. So March 24th, by the way, 1965. So we follow we follow professional sports, right? Now, you, you can look at something like basketball and somebody that watched basketball in the 90s that saw Ewing, like myself, Ewing and, and, and Jordan, and, Jordan and all these people and Olajuwon. It's generational, right? So in basketball, football, and any sports – Whatever happened in the 90s, the people that play in 2000 say that they were soft. Whatever's happened in 2010s, they said that the 2000 was soft. What I'm saying is in, in professional sports, you're able to get it like right away. In wrestling is a little different because the lifespan of a wrestler in the ring is a lot longer. Now, you had The Undertaker 30 years ago, right? So, and and back to your point, like if you looked at wrestling in the 40s and 50s, it was it was bad compared to what let's say like i got into wrestling in the 90s and you know the the whole you know the attitude era and everything but 
he's been there since that time. So you guys also have to be able to separate old man Taker, which is the one that's at home, compared to the Undertaker, what was in the ring. Now, what makes a good teacher, right? What makes a good teacher is not having all the shit up here, is being able to explain to younger people what you have up here. Right. So now you have Taker who's been there. Yeah, I'm preaching. Right. <laughs> so you, you have Taker who's been there. Now, the whole comment that we grew up old together, you can't give that to him and blame him or blame the the attitude era, if you will. Right. Because he was in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of blame the promoters and you have to blame the people in charge because you can't just say, hey, we had nobody young to work with. No, you didn't want to push any of the younger guys. So now you're stuck here in the ruthless aggression era where now you have to, oh, shit, what do we do? All we have left is Rey Mysterio. All we have left is Kurt Angle. Now we have to build these new stars. So, and again, and it's generational. Now, do I think that everything he said is true? I think some of it is true. You know what I mean? But it's also coming from an old man perspective because, oh, back in my day, we were playing cards. Well, I'm sorry there, Mark, but in your day, they didn't have video games. In your day, you know what I mean? You would rather play cards than, than play Call of Duty. But, and, and again, and I tell this to Mario all the time in our conversations, right? Like, I understand, like, where they're coming from because they still want to live in that heyday. But you also have to evolve. You also have to be able to have that conversation. Like, I see The Undertaker as Brett Favre in football. Like, the dude was supposed to retire a while ago, then said, you know what, I'm going to come back and I can still do it, play for the Jets. And, and you know what I mean? And now that he's retired, he's like, oh, back in my day, we did it better. No, man, like, things have evolved. So, anyway, what I'm saying is this. He's going to talk a lot more now. And understand this, and to Ben Cliff's point, which he said, Taker stayed kayfabe for his entire career. So now that he's venting 30 years of frustration, that's okay. But I think it's kind of coming at us at the same time. So it's like, okay, come down there, old man. You know what I mean? Like, again, I understand the whole video game thing. Like, oh, they're, they're, it's too pretty and not enough substance. But you can't blame the talent for that. Like, you're just making whatever you can out of what you have. Go ahead, you know, Mario, because I know you're about more, to, like, blow up. That the up. more, you know, the more... um. <laughs> And listen, one of <laughs> one of my favorite matches of all time involves the Undertaker. Yes. Undertaker Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25. Yes. That's my favorite match of all time. Mm-hmm. Any every WrestleMania season, right before WrestleMania, I go on the network and watch that match again to get into my WrestleMania field. So I love Taker. I grew up on Taker. He's you know, the, the, take away the last six years, right? <laughs> um, he's still like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Now I'm going to respectfully disagree with a lot of the things he said here. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, just just take this comment, for instance, right? And th- this is not political, but check this out. He goes like, half of them had guns and knives in their back. Shit got handled back, you, back in the day, you know? With a comment like that, you know what that makes me think? It makes me think that he's one of these idiots that was cool with what happened in D.C. a couple weeks ago. With a comment like that, that's what it makes me think about him, all right? I feel like the more that he talks now, now that he's not like the Undertaker and he's Mark, he's kind of like turned me off a little bit. And it's like, yo, Taker, go sit down somewhere, B. Because let me tell you something. 20 years ago, right? 
the 20, 20 years ago, the 20 years ago version of The Undertaker, mm. I guarantee you, 20 years ago, that Undertaker would not like what Undertaker's doing right now, breaking yeah. kayfabe and doing all of these interviews. That's very hypocritical on his part. Because now that he's retired or whatever, now he wants to put everything out there or whatever. I guarantee you Undertaker 20 years ago would be like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he would, Undertaker would tell Mark, yo, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> like, stop talking. So, <laughs> so, so I listen to this. I, I listen to all the comments. And don't get me wrong. I get where he's coming from in the sense like, oh, um, now a lot of the talent wants to um, – play favor to the crowd, you know, even whether you're a hero or face. I understand that. But you also got to understand, too, back in his day, right, social media was not a platform. People yeah. didn't know what was going on um, in and out of the ring. There wasn't no Total Divas or Total Bellas. There wasn't documentaries on the WWE Network. That did not exist. There was no whatever. internet. Right. There was barely so, electricity. And then there was a baby and it was a dial-up. Yeah. So, you so talk we didn't phone. have these avenues to get to know these talents. There's mm -hmm. there's only a very few people in the world today that actually keep kayfabe alive. One of them is M MJF, right? He's yeah. a dick 24-7. But, like, that's not necessarily a thing anymore. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but it's just a different time that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Also, this guy's talking about, like, Oh, uh, people are soft now and they're into the video games. So you mean to tell me, right, that you'd rather live in a time how it used to be for you where these wrestlers wouldn't get to their 50s or whatever or either be paralyzed or whatever and be all greasy, doing drugs, doing steroids, all this shit, and you're criticizing the talent that are still performing to this day during a pandemic because yeah. they're fucking playing video games? Really? Also... You're talking about the product. You don't like the product. I mean, that's not on the talent. That's on the booking behind it. That's whatever. on your boy, Vince. Way, that's on your boy, right. Vince. By Talk the to way, him. He did, praise, he did praise Triple H and NXT. So it seems like his issue is more with, like, Raw and SmackDown. And he goes, like, oh, well, I don't watch the product. And then that statement also, like, it's a head scratch. Because it's like, it's like, you don't watch the product, yet Roman Reigns is doing the best work in his career with no fucking crowd, he's doing something that you failed to do when you had your match with Roman at WrestleMania 33. Because guess what? That played no factor Roman Reigns' career because he was getting booed before um, the Taker feud. And then after the Taker feud, he was still getting booed. So you played no factor in Roman Reigns' success. You're talking about like talent can't get over and can't and can draw. Well, right now it's hard to tell what's a draw during the pandemic. Also, mm. Because of guys like you and Goldberg that they keep coming back, that's the reason this these towns can't get over. Because they're keep giving these part-timers shine. Well, oh, do you mean to tell me well, it was a right call to have Taker go over on Bray Wyatt? No. You, you're telling me it was a right call when CM Punk gave you one of the best performances in his life at WrestleMania 29 against you, which arguably was your last great match. Listen, I challenge anyone. I challenge anyone that's listening to this podcast or watching this on Facebook Live right now. The last six years of The Undertaker were trash. There was a couple of bright spots here and there, and the Boneyard match was great. But besides that, everything he did in the last six years were fucking trash he was huffing and puffing with the talent that he's fucking burying right now because he had no reason to be in the ring 
All right. When I remember The Undertaker, I only focus on everything prior to WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything he did after that was trash. So, all right. I challenge anyone uh-huh. to go revisit anything he did in the last six years. Besides a couple of bright spots here and there and the Boneyard match, everything was trash that Taker has done. Everything at that point was just nostalgia. Like you want, you saw the entrance and you thought you were gonna get Taker prior thirty, and you didn't get Taker prior thirty. You got an no. old man that could barely walk. Now, by the way, uh, he did have another bad match in WrestleMania, and that was against an Argentine guy. Just saying, Giant Gonzalez. Just saying, that shit was trash. <clears throat> just saying. Um, I do want to bring. I blame Gonzalez for that. that no, was, you that can't blame so... the Argentine guy. I'm Argentine by the way. You can't blame the Argentine guy. <laughs> he did what he could. Taker stiffed him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we did get um, two reactions from two current WWE talents. One of them was our boy Xavier Woods. Um, he tweeted out, I wouldn't be the person I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business to save my money and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than having redacted. Thank you, guys. I thought that was a very smart tweet by Xavier Woods. He was very respectful, but he also responded um, to Undertaker very well. Also, Drew McIntyre, current WWE world champion, right? He also responded and goes like, I don't agree whatsoever, especially from an in-ring perspective. I've listened to part of it. I've got to listen to the whole thing, and it's pretty new. But I think he may have been referring to the kind of storylines and characters, etc. Like the co-host that was on the show was a fan of the attitude era. And I think they were perhaps referring to some of the outlandish storylines back in the day. There was more sexual based, more risque 18 plus our current product is PG. There's only so far we could push it and we're willing to push it. There are certain things from back in the day that was awesome. And then there's certain things that were not awesome. And I wouldn't want to go back to that, but, but it's not. So I'm not sure it was more from that perspective when it comes to the stories and not being as an adult based, it used to be, but I think I know. Um, I think you know we're walking a good line right now. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to an in-ring game, that's not true at all. It's never been more physical, and the talent now, the current talent now, are more physical and are light years away from what some of the performers, some no. from the nineties. But- I think there's a couple exceptions to that. You know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero. Um, Etc. 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 But come on, let's be honest here, guys. Yeah. No, but but you know what we were talking about? Uh, well, I was talking about basketball before. Like, and you and you can actually go down the line with basketball. When you talk to somebody about basketball in the nineties, they're like, "Oh, but in the eighties, it was more physical." So was wrestling in the eighties. But if you look at basketball players now. They're more athletes than anything that was back then in the day. And same thing with wrestling. How many times? Dude, in AAA, it was illegal in the 90s. Like, you would actually get disqualified if the guy went over the top rope. If the guy went over the top rope in any match. So if you look at it now, and again, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's more of an back in my day. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's his frame of mind. Like, Taker really need to go sit down somewhere, man. Like, <laughs> come on, Grandpa. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Because look, I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit when it comes to Taker. His last six years were trash. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh well, no, fuck that. His last six years were yeah. fucking trash. But Mario, the uh, what's his name? Val Venus, right? They should take his fucking Twitter away, right? That's what I'm thinking about. Like again, that's what you have to separate 
the performer from the person. Like again, and I've told you guys a thousand times, I like Maradona, the soccer player, not Maradona, the crackhead. Just saying, two different people. And, and kind of going back. Well, to I mean, you can say the whole thing about uh, freaking Kanye West. I like, I like the music. Yeah. Don't like the guy. Exactly. But, I mean, but at the same time, it's like at this, at, at, you, you do have. He, yes, he. Oh, he's always going to have a point of reference because mm-hmm. he did it for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. Fine, I get that, but. Like, like to go back to what you were saying, uh, like, uh, like Leo, with going back to that heyday, like that's a different time. Like yeah. that is a different time, different mindset. Like in order for things to go um, uh, right, you have to have social media. You have to have some sort of networking. You have to have some sort of marketing for yourself. My thing is this. It's like, and then that's why the landscape is so great. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. And he also grew up in a time. If you were good, you got cheered. If you were bad. You got booed, but like here's the thing, I'm gonna if if a bad guy or a heel right does something amazing in the ring, why am I not gonna clap or cheer for that? Right, he's right. he's doing that for me, like uh, ravishing he, Rick Rude. <laughs> perform in that ring, I turn on my TV to see them perform in that ring. Yeah. All right, you know what I mean? It's like I remember when, um, because that like a uh, great great point here, uh, I think. When yeah. Kevin Owens got moved up, well, he didn't get moved up officially yet, but he was an NXT champion, and him and John Cena were going back, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What, what was the main reason he did that? For his kid, which is cool because it's his dad versus his favorite wrestler. So, boom, that's one thing there. I get that. Now, when they go with their, their series, um, even though he was doing this stuff on the indies, that, like, inverted, like, second rope, like, uh, suplex drop, the crowd never saw that before. So when they saw Evans do that to uh, Evans, uh, Owens do that to Cena, everybody was like, "What the heck was yeah. that? Oh my god, right. he's screaming! He's super strong!" And especially from a, like a guy that doesn't work out, who's like throwing people, everybody around, like he's insanely strong. So Owens will always be one of my favorite people. Um, so it's like you can't tell me you can't you can't feel some type of way. Now everybody's like, "Yeah," but with comebacks, you draw some type of emotion with um, like. Uh, Heel tactics like low blows and chair shots and things like that. You draw some type of promotion, uh, uh, reaction and things like that. But at the same time, you can't tell me that if, like, because here's the thing: when when Cesaro was doing that uh, that second rope uh, from the apron suplex, mm-hmm. he was a heel. Right. He was a heel, yeah. but everybody was like, "Holy crap, man, is super strong!" You can't tell me that doesn't get some reaction from you. That like, right? I feel like you would second guess yourself or hinder yourself if let's say i'm a heel but i only do heel things but then i don't get a reaction so then i'm not a good heel mm-hmm. so but if i do something like a suplex fall off the top rope and stuff like that like i have to do something damaging or uh, or uh, something that inspires or gives that shock of awe you know and i i think that a lot of older guys lose touch with that and and don't get me wrong because like here's the thing when we go back to the 1940s people just rolling around grabbing you imagine the first person that t- that climbed that t- turnbuckle and then jumped off and landed on somebody. Yeah. Imagine how those people probably felt the first time ever seeing that. Or, or even the first turnbuckle, like you're four feet off the ground. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why is he climbing on the ring? He's not supposed to do. Oh, oh, oh. Like, that's, that's literally what happened. Yeah. So then, what 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 is what is it wrong to get that type of reaction if you're a heel or a face like that? I I don't that that disconnect at like. Yeah. For somebody who like who tries to pursue acting and things like that, you have to draw some emotion, whether good or bad. So it's like, and that's the thing too. It's like, 
when you go to movies and things like that, since we're on the entertainment uh, spec of this, um, why do you think so many villains are loved? Because at some point, a villain has like a, either a cool backstory or he does something that relates to somebody in the crowd. That's why there, there's so many polarizing figures. And then I just feel like he was in his way for so long. He just, he, he, he was with the work, but he forgot the reason. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's maybe another reason there. And and at the same time, it's heartbreaking because you know how hard these guys are working, especially during this time now. The, and but, I think that's what bothers me the most. The fact that this guy had the balls to say all this stuff during the times that we're in now, like wrestling never stopped. Like these men and women are still performing, knowing that COVID is still a thing. And it's just like it's just enough and very unfair take from him. And listen. Everything's subjective here. Everything is so subjective here because we're just talking from a fan's perspective. Yeah. He's talking from a wrestler's perspective. So he's granted, he could have his own opinion, but I just think it's very unfair to 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 say these things during the times that we're living in now. And and at the end of the day, if you don't if the show's not for you, right? Because he, he admits that he doesn't watch the product, but yet if you don't watch the product, can you how can you say it's trash if Roman Reigns is doing the best work in his whole entire career without no crowd. And and if you actually look at uh, The Undertaker, right? Mm. I, me personally, and, and again, this is what, what I think. He never actually got to experience what a lot of people have to experience today. Remember, he went from, I think he did New Japan for like a couple of days, from WCW to WWE, and that's it. He didn't have to go to the Indies. He didn't have to travel. He Again... And from what he, he was to say, oh, we never got to work with young people. Again, you were just in the WWE system. Like, you were just in, in that machine that we all know that takes people and spits them out. Maybe he got to meet a couple of them, but he never actually got to go and, and work in, you know, in a, in a locker room. He never got to work in a school gym. He never had to, like, drive with 17 other people and get the hotel because, again, you, you were in a different time. But... Again, it's a 55-year-old man. Back in my day, this is how we did it. I mean, I take it just as a grain of salt. Like, that's just an old man venting. And instead of sitting in his front yard talking to his friend over a beer, he's on a microphone talking to a guy that, that makes millions of dollars. Just and, and, and I saw some people that were trying to uh, uh, compare Taker's take on the business right now to, like, all the outlandish, ridiculous shit that Jim Cornette says. It's two different things. Oh, no. I think, I think with Jim Cornette, nobody gives a shit about because the dude can't even fucking keep a job. He's bitter. With Taker, I think people, <laughs> some what Taker's saying, right, mm-hmm. I think struck a nerve with both talent and also fans because it's like, you know, whether like you, you like Taker or not, them. he's a he's a very respected guy and he's beloved. So it's like, damn, bro, like, why why are you trashing the talent right now? Like, no. it's so it's not, it's not even the same thing. You can't compare what the announcers that Cornette you know, says, and then what Taker's saying right now. It's not even the same thing. It's just, Taker needs to go sit down somewhere. Like, enjoy (laughs) your retirement, bro. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your kids. Go sit down somewhere, bro. Because the last six years that you put on were fucking terrible. You're like the... You're like the Anderson Silva of fucking WWE, all right? So we just compared oh. him to Anderson Silva. Oh. We compared him to Brett Favre. Oh. <laughs> like, who else are we what, what happened, Kay? That, that, that stung a little bit? Yeah, it did. It did. Oh. It did. Oh. Oh. That was, uh, oh. That was, that was rough. Go, go, go sit down somewhere, bro. Go can, can, we, somewhere. can we compare him to uh, Conor McGregor, or that's too soon? Too soon. Too okay. Soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is this your king? And you know, you know what? Because at least while while the memes are all over the place, like Connor's gonna catch it, gonna gonna catch it from the internet. Connor still has a chance to come back. All right. Taker needs to go sit down somewhere and never come back. Oh, right? Con- well, the, the problem with Connor now is that now he has to now he has to fight Jake Paul or whatever the hell he is. Oh, nobody's gonna take him seriously now. All I know is within about seven minutes of uh, Connor getting knocked the fuck out, uh, Bernie was already making him tap out. Just saying, just saying. The internet wins. Bernie's <laughs> that dude. And then when home, right. I think we that. we spent a very lengthy amount of time on Undertaker. Forty-five minutes on the Undertaker. Let, let, <laughs> let's move on. You know what? Well, you know what's funny, Leo? When I write the description on the uh, for the podcast, it's like, we go in an in-depth. <laughs> Breakdown of Undertaker's comments on the current product. In, in depth means we, we spent too much time, and cozy is means not big enough. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about some more uh, interesting stuff that happened this week. So, um, Leo, did you ever oh, imagine but, in twenty twenty one we were going to see Randy Orton dressed up as a luchador? No, not at all. Not at all. He he was looking like like El Santo, but with like a different color mask. It, it it see, I got like I got lucha libre vibes. I also got like a Slipknot vibe from it. Yes, <laughs> yes, like the front man. Yes, yes. I um, I, I allow. Um, Kay, Kay, what you thought about uh, Randy's appearance? Because by the way, he cut a hell of a promo. He did, and the, but that's again to, to Randy's testament. It's the little things, and he's just he just he just he's good. He's just. If, if you want to talk about and uh, throwing stuff at the business, like that's Randy is. If if Randy's in your top five or your Mount Rushmore, I'm like I would I won't dispute you, I won't. Right. Because he's he's that dude and he's just all around. And then with that promo, and where do I even begin? I mean, I'm not really a fan of the makeup because I I don't I don't think WD, WWE has ever gotten that right. Especially since the whole Kane demasking. Talk about killing a fucking character the second Kane got unmasked. Yo, I swear, it's like they took like the, the, the charcoal chalk that you used to draw as a kid in art class and they just smeared it on his face. But you I know, I'm sorry. He went, he went, he oh. went from, we were supposed to, we, everyone thought, right, they were, they were going to oh. add like some. Some like type of like some prosthetics or something. Something where he looks like a burnt Undertaker, right? He took off his mask and he looked like a dirty vulture. You you know you know what that reminds me of? You know that meme that they show like oh, like man. the really nice horse like face like if you look at the horse from the front to the back, like it's really shaded in like really well, and then after a while it's just like a squiggly line like that. Yes. That's kind of like what it reminds me. Like, Kane looked really good, polished. Oh, my God, he's a monster. And then, uh, whatever, just throw it out there. Leo, I remember I remember when oh I was God. this kid, like, uh, when I was in school, and, like, the attitude the <laughs> attitude era was, like, such a big thing to the point where, like, I remember girls at my school would watch, like, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And they, were, mm-hmm. and they would say, I, I'll never forget it. Some girls would, like, say, oh, my God, Kane is so hot. I don't care how his face looks like, but look at his hair and his muscles. This is what girls used to say in school. By the way, to the people watching on, on our Facebook page, I actually pull up that, that horse meme that I'm talking about. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like, bro. That's what it feels like. Because, again, it, it and, and I think the WWE has, a, um, they have a history of doing shit like this. Like they, Mario saw it. He saw it. They have a history of doing this where something looks really good 
Then they get their hands on it. Oh, we can make it better. <laughs> no, no, you don't make no, it better. No, don't touch it. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know what? Let Dolph Ziggler do what he wants to do. You know what? Let, let you know, Zack Ryder keep doing his YouTube thing. Like, that's, again, you touch it, you mess it up. Uh, I, I don't know. Just But, again, Randy Orton is good. Just let him be. Let him keep the mask. I don't need to have, like, a big mole. What was that, that girl's name, the blonde with that stupid thing on her face? Oh, Jillian, Jillian Hall? There you go. I don't need to like that fake prosthetics. Didn't didn't the boogeyman eat the mole? Yeah. Oh my god. I just mean. Um, but I did enjoy um El Randy. I did enjoy his uh his promo. El Randy, El Randy um, Jr. I, I, I'm just curious to see if uh for the Royal Rumble if this guy wrestles in the mask. That'd be so awesome. I hope he does. I hope he does wrestle in the mask. And, and you know what? And the funny thing is, if you look at that mask, right? It looks like the cheapest mask you have ever bought, right? It's very generic. But yeah. it works. Yeah, But it, it works. Like, I don't need an extra line here. I don't need it to say RKO on the side. Like, just that visual of him sparking the the, um, the match, right? Like, that works. Like, and I bet you anything, that mask is inside out. Because like, it looks like it's rolled like back. He looks like a serial killer, but the fact that you just said that they don't need to put, like, RKO on it, WWE's probably going to be listening to the show and put fucking no, RKO no. on Yeah, yeah. Like, available, and WWE on, on shop. The back, going to see out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, probably written in, like, marker and shit. Well, <laughs> moving, moving, on to, moving on to something else that, that trended on Raw. So, we got this AJ and Ricochet match, right? Uh, now, before oh. the match, I got to say, Man, that this backstage segment was fucking terrible. I forgot one movie they mentioned. It was fucking awful. Like, I feel bad, so bad for Ricochet because Ricochet is such an amazing talent, but every time he gets on the mic, it's like, what are you doing to this guy? Why are you giving these terrible lines? Hashtag so bring have, back Prince Puma. Just saying, go. So they have this terrible segment, but, man, did they let these two dudes go in the ring oh. and, the, and the closing ending to the match was this variation of the Styles Clash? And I've never—I don't think I've ever seen it, where AJ tosses Ricochet to the ropes and then mm -hmm. he bounces back to AJ, and AJ catches him on the Styles Clash. Now you got to give credit to both guys here, both Ricochet and AJ, Thank right? You. Thank you. I want One, to go ahead. Ricochet is just fucking amazing, right? But at the same time, it's like AJ. It's like. I've heard a lot of wrestlers say wrestling AJ is just like it's like a cakewalk because everything goes down. It goes so smoothly yeah. wrestling, wrestling AJ. So credit to both guys. That was such an amazing styles clash. All right, I got to say this. Then my, my thing is hopefully to keep Ricochet in the like, I, I guess, talent pool, because like all he's been doing is wrestling uh, retribution for the past like eight weeks. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm over this. But. Yeah. Seeing that, there's only and here's the thing: there's few guys that probably could have taken that spot. The only people other than I can see taking that spot, other than Ricochet, is probably Ali and Cedric. Anyone yep. else? Like, um, I don't think I could do that. Um, those, so you mean the Undertaker guys, couldn't like, take that spot? As I was saying, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, we're gonna go back to those three and, and testament to Ricochet because, like. Here's the thing, you gotta you gotta be willing to do those things. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta be willing to take those chances. And I don't understand, like, you can't make somebody's finisher look that good. You know what I mean? That takes two people to do. AJ's amazing, Ricochet's amazing, 
I personally, um, if Ricochet was to leave, I want him to go back to NXT or um, uh, somewhere else. I mean, hell, I'd, 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 have, I'd be happy with another um, uh, Will Ospreay match. I'd be, I, I'd I would love for him to go to New Japan, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. Because since he got called up to Raw and Vince got his, his grubby little hands on him, he has not been the same, and it stinks. Like, the last real good matches I remember him really having were in NXT, and that was with Adam Cole and with yep. Velvet. And those were big matches. And, then, I mean, don't get me wrong, also with the um, the uh, the latter match, but um, I believe Cole was the one that won that one. So, yeah. but I don't know. It, it just it, – I remember when we talked early, um, Mario, what happened was when – we were at full gear and I was just like, you know what? It's like, it's not as big as WWE, but I'm happy for these wrestlers because they get to be in the spotlight. They get to showcase what they can do. They get to have fun. And like, and that's what it is. It's like, and it's weird now because now that I'm older, it's like when I was young, I was like, yeah, dude, jump off this. Look, I actually care about these people. I don't want them jumping off and getting hurt and things like yeah. that, but I do want them to perform. Like I remember I went on some, I was, I was angry when, uh, who was it? I forgot who he faced, but when Jeff Hardy did that uh, ladder table spot, but his head like pretty much landed on the steel Elias. step. It was like, Elias. It was Elias. That was dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, that was that was that was a stupid spot. And unless and if that's the case, you should have just did the table further out because that that makes no sense. And then yeah, Jeff, I get you're a, a daredevil, and yeah, it's one of your highlights. But come on, man, like I I don't want to like have you do a swanton, and then I got to read an obituary. Like I, this guy could have. He could have ended up paralyzed, could have had a really bad concussion, or he could have just ended his life. And was it wasn't that but on Jeff, like a raw? Wrong. Jeff has had hard falls on steps before, and y'all mm. know the clip I'm talking about. So I don't know, but that's just me. No, but, no, no. I, I get what you're saying, dude. Um, sometime and even as much as I love AEW, sometimes they do so many, they do spots and matches where like. All right, bro. We could have left that for a pay per view. You can yep. just say like, we don't need this. You don't need to do these things on Dynamite or even on Dark. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude. I, um, the week I of Wrestle Kingdom. The week of Wrestle Kingdom. I'm like, I don't know whose neck hurts more right now this week. Oh. I don't know if it's Kota Bushi, Ray Phoenix, or Kenny Omega. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Either way, they're it, all in the hospital bed next to each other. Dear God. Oh. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm with you, man. Um, we we care for these towns, and 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 you know, and that's why I find it very unfair with, with Taker's comments. Like, look at what these performers are doing. You know, in front of no people. All right, just a Thunderdome, and and you're gonna say something like this. Yeah. Um. So lastly, on on Raw, we had a very interesting Alexa Bliss Oscar back and forth. First, we had an in-ring segment called the Alexa's Playground, where um. Alexa got very feisty with Asuka when Asuka was saying, like, everything's going to be okay. The Fiend is here. And she said something like, don't say his name. Leading up to the main event where this was the main event, guys. Uh, Asuka versus Alexa yeah. Bliss. And, man, Alexa Bliss just looked like a fucking badass. Like, she was, like, no-selling some of Asuka's, manu- uh, you know, uh, offense. Um, she did a lot of Fiend antics. And then... Like at one point, like everything went dark. I think they went to commercial break or something, and she came back as like this dark, darker version of Harley Quinn esque. And you know, she beats Asuka, and then we end the show with 
let me in and you hear the fiend's voice so man uh credit to alexa bliss i, I was having this conversation with danielle last week um on the show to me i feel like alexa bliss is very underrated because i feel like they don't give her credit to like compared to like the Baileys and the Sashas and the Beckys and the and the and the Charlottes of the world. Like to me, I think you need to put her in that level too. Cause I think no matter what she does, she fucking hits a home run. Yeah. You know what helps her? It's that like cause like in her stature and everything like that, none she didn't have the same background as them when it came to wrestling and everything, because you know the whole four horsewomen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even when she was like an early heel coming out of NXT, like her promos were, were always pretty top notch. And then her having Bray in the, her corner, that has only helped since this whole inception of them working together. Like right. she has been on fire. Like people are like, it's it's good when you're like, oh, when you're tuning in, like, oh man, I can't wait to see what she's going to do or says or whatever, how she's going to set up things. And then when everything got set up with, um, I want to say the angle was with Braun first, when everything really started picking up with her. Right. I think I think it was Braun Strowman. And then she's just been on a tear and then they they work well with each other. Um, but like I could shoot, I could be a blind man sitting in the dark and I could listen to Bray promos all day. Like and the and the thing about it is too, is like if um also like because I like I like voice acting. So like the dynamic of uh Wyatt's uh, Bray's voice, it's back in the day, um like we'll use who's really good. Um, oh, we use like oh, we'll use Dusty Rhodes and we'll use Ric Flair. And they were the very snake. loud and ambitious and 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 and, and adventurous. But it's like they they commanded your attention. Mm. But overall, Ric Flair was like, "Wait a minute, you can understand for the entire of my life." Those are half of Rick's Rick's promos. Now you can hear the emotion, which is fine. But the thing about Bray is that. He lures you in, and then the tones and pitches of his voice go up and down, mm-hmm. and it get it gets to the point where he draws you in, he captures your attention, and then when he starts to be self-spoken, you're now leaning in like, no, 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 I need to hear what else you need to say, right. and it works so well with that though all his dynamics, and then when he changed it up to the, uh, I call it the Mister Rogers gimmick. I don't care what anybody says. It, um, it is very Mister Rogers and Jake. Right, and then he goes to that, but then. He switches it up, especially when he talks about the fiend. Like he gets serious. He's like he stops in his tracks, and it's just I love everything about what he has become. And when Alexa got brought into it, because like at the at the time with uh, Bliss, she was getting a little stale. They weren't doing much with her. She was injured. She was hosting. She was doing other things. She was doing her talk show. Like so, they they came up with new ways with her. And then it, this dynamic has worked, and it's helped both of them. They both make the other shine. Her getting involved with Randy's only going to put the spotlight on her more. So if they both end up with a title that that further in the future, I wouldn't be surprised, which would be dope, because it'd be like, who's going to take it from him? Please, to God, don't fucking let it be Goldberg. But you know, <laughs> like um, so it's just it's just I'm I'm tuned in and uh, and uh, and, uh, and I appreciate the the the, um, the ingenuity and the artwork that they are both doing. Um, Randy is always good, so they're just going to get better with that there. And yeah. So uh, my my thought on this whole thing, right, with Alexa Bliss, uh, I think sometimes she gets typecasted on she's mm. really good, so we should just have her keep doing that. Um, I I kind of see her like the female version of Dol- of Dolph Ziggler, like he's a good worker, 
but that's all we see in him, right? Like, we can't give him a title. We can't put him in a... So what I think with her, you have to, as a performer, any 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 one of these performers, they are creative people. And I, and I think the three of us here are creative in our own ways where if you're told, hey, you have to do this for the rest of your life, like for myself personally, I would just die inside, right? So with Alexa Bliss... Like she asked for this, she asked to to be given more range as a performer. You can't always do the Hulk Hogan shtick. We're like, hey, say your prayers and your vitamins and this and that, because you're gonna become stale. You you're gonna, yeah, it's good to always go back to to the well, right? But you also have to pick and choose when you go back. So you and to me, and and he doesn't get enough credit, but Jericho should be in a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. Because oh. the, the guy's been able to reinvent himself, not every decade, every two years, yeah. every three years. And for him to stay relevant in, in that in that culture, you know what I mean? Like, you have to give him credit. Now, with Alexa Bliss, yeah, when she first came out, oh, okay, she kind of looks like Harley Quinn. Okay, like she's little, you know, a little fire, a little power, blah, blah, blah. But this incarnation of her shows you her range, range where it's not just her is not just her give her anything and just let them try it out let them try it out again they might not fit or they might not look like they could do it but let them try it because again you you give them another layer to that character you know we were talking about uh, you know uh, uh, bad guys in movies how many actors you see that just play one role, and that's it. You know, the guy from Taken, what's his name? The Liam, yeah, the that's all he plays. Doesn't matter what character. Jason Statham, that's he's the same character in every freaking movie. Why? That's like that's like that's my whole. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like George Clooney always plays George Clooney in his movies. Exactly. <laughs> that, <laughs> the only movie that he did, he actually, the only movie that George Clooney actually played a character uh, was Till Dust Till Dawn. That's the only movie. Everything else, he legit <laughs> plays George Clooney. In Batman and Robin, which was a terrible movie, he didn't play Bruce Wayne. He played George Clooney. He it was George Clooney being George Clooney. He played George well, Clooney I'll, I'll on give, Halloween. I'll give him South Park because he was in the South Park movie. I'll give him that. Okay, okay. He was the doctor. And mind you, they, 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 he, he, want, he loved the show so much. He didn't want, he wanted to be on the show, but they casted him as that turkey. That, that's, yeah. That's what, that's what so, that, which is funny. But, um, yeah. yeah but, but just like with, with the creative aspect, I think that's probably why like so many people draw towards AEW because it's like, hey, we don't know if this works. Let's try. Let's try it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not some crazy system behind it, you know? And it's just like, let's see if this works. If it doesn't, all right, we'll go another way. If it does, okay, how can we make it better? But like, you let them try. And then, then, then like, that was the word I was looking for you know, when you said mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That, that, that was, that was the perfect word to fit her right now because it, it just showcased her, uh, showcases her in such a positive light. And, like it's now it sets her apart from the Becky, the Sasha, the things like that, because she can carry herself this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is. Ugh. 
<laughs> By the way, so, people in the chat are saying, I'm sorry, uh, Sean Bean is the best actor to play the same person in every film and even TV show. You guys can look into it. The guy has been in Lord of the Rings. He's been in Game of Thrones. Once you see him, you're going to know, like, yeah, this is the, he plays the same character. So hey, thank we can you. Say the same about Samuel Jackson, but I still love that man, so I don't care. He's a national treasure. Nobody's gonna change my fucking mind. Yes, there you go. <laughs> he, he was in he was in a British movie. Fuck, I'm gonna look for it. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Be, uh, speaking of national Samuel treasures, Jackson. I think we could throw this man in that category, and that's Cesaro. Oh, Cesaro yes. is a national treasure. Yes. So yes. the last two weeks, have Preach. you guys been watching SmackDown? Man, has this guy have built been building some momentum, just like Nakamura? The swing so is back, on- baby. Sorry. So this week on SmackDown, um, we uh, there was a uh, Daniel Bryan uh, segment, in-ring segment, where he's talking about the Royal Rumble, how um, this is something that has eluded his career. He wants to win the Rumble. Out comes Cesaro. They have a back and forth. Then out of nowhere, Dolph Ziggler comes out, another great underrated performer. Ziggler comes out. Him and uh, Cesaro and Ziggler have a back and forth. I think Ziggler even threw a line, a nice little jab at Daniel Bryan saying, like, Sorry, DB. It's not 2013 anymore or something down those lines. Um, Yo, and I think and you know what's crazy about the Ziggler Cesaro match? They didn't even give them enough time. Like they they, I think it was like a five minute match, but it felt great. Like it felt like it felt really, really good. And um, man, Cesaro, it's like I don't they're kind of toying the lines with Cesaro. But like if there was like fans right now in like the arena, like how can you not root for Cesaro? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, what what, what do you what do you uh how are you feeling with um how Cesaro's getting booked right now? I like it and I like how when you touched on on Shinsuke, but like here's this is the only issue that I have with this is just from past reflections. Now, uh Cesaro, arguably the strongest person in the world. Um and and the the roster, but my thing is this. Uh there have been so many buildups to multiple superstars before the rumble and then something bad has happened and i'm not saying like bad like injury or anything i'm talking about like they hyped up uh i want to say 2000 maybe 16 rumble like because dolph went on a win streak came out i think it's like 28 or 29 got speared by roman and got thrown out so you know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing. I don't. I don't. It's not anything against Cesaro, Shinsuke, or anything like that because I'm. They need that shine, and they do, They've been deserved that shine. It's just that WWE has this rhetoric where it's like, let's showcase this guy. He's probably going to do well in the Rumble. He doesn't do well in the Rumble. That's right. that's the only thing. Now, if they set up and then the last two people become Shinsuke and Cesaro, okay. Now we have now we have something that we can work with. And especially the fact that Cesaro has beaten Daniel Bryan, which still has 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 had, uh, hasn't had as much shine as he should, but still um, still puts out great matches. Um, Shinsuke was kind of in like a um, a low area, even when he had like the IC title. So that was that was a little. He was he again. held the IC title for months, but it was like nobody cared, you know. Yeah, and that's again though. No, I just I don't think. Um, Vince is good at booking like uh, Japanese talent. I just, I just never thought he was. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, it's, it's hard. Now, I do hope they they both do well. And then if I, I, I have no real pick for the Rumble yet. Like I, have, I, I don't, don't either. I don't. This year is going to be weird. The Undertaker. No. Sorry. 
I feel like I'm going to name this episode because I feel like we'll draw a lot of attention if I name this episode. If Undertaker don't go sit down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Or get off my lawn. (laughs) You know what? Uh, I'm with you too, uh, Kay. Like, I feel like... Besides the, the weird time that we're in, that think about it, the world almost gonna have no fans, right? It's yeah. just really hard to call. Like I think I got kind of like a, I could kind of draw a couple conclusions for the women's, but like with the men, like I'm like, how do you? Where do you go from here? You know? And then I feel like, which I hope it doesn't happen, but like hypothetically speaking, if let's say. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but let's say Uh-oh. Goldberg beats Drew, right? Uh-huh. Which I don't want it Stop to happen. It. Uh-huh. Like, don't, you, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do it. But, no. I, I, listen, I don't want this to happen, but but like, man, I'm just sold on it. I, I've been saying this for weeks on the show. I'm really sold for another Drew Roman match. I feel like what they did at Survivor Series was a masterpiece. And man, mm-hmm. I think if anyone should be the guy to dethrone Roman at Mania, if that's the plan, I think it should be Drew. I think the story they told the Survivor Series was amazing. So then, what, how do you how do you go about Drew losing the title right now? So, I mean, I so know he's recovering. I, I pitched but, this. I, so I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and hypothetically speaking, let's say Goldberg beats Drew. Oh, and then you have the other X factor with the Miz cashing in Money in the Bank. So there's that. Which I still don't get. Can we talk? I'm just. I'm gonna make a note. Okay, hold on. Okay. <laughs> so you still have that X factor of Miz and Money in the Bank, right? So, oh I I fantasy booked this idea, which kind of has changed a little bit. Hypothetically speaking, let's say Goldberg was to beat Drew uh, for the title, and then somehow <laughs> Drew wins the Rumble, and then you have. Drew kind of toying lines. Do I want to get my title back from Goldberg? Or I'll be like, I'll take a care of Goldberg later. I want to redeem myself with Roman, right? So let's say if he leans toward the Roman route, what do you have with Goldberg? One of the things with, with when it comes to the both world titles is usually one winner of the Rumble, they pick their title, the, their opponent, whatever, and then you usually get an elimination chamber match to decide who's going to challenge Goldberg. Uh, okay. If, <laughs> So check this out. If somehow you have Kevin Owens involved in this chamber match and challenges Goldberg to undo the wrong, the story writes himself. You have okay. Goldberg. You have you have Goldberg as champion, okay. and KO just cuts. You know, KO could sell you on the match. Be like, I have never been the same since the higher ups made me drop the title to you. They could blur the lines there. They could break the fourth wall. The, and then the story writes himself. Okay. Yeah, it does. I think I, I do. That does sound good, actually. Uh, but by the way, uh, you got we were talking about Samuel Jackson before, and and just popped in my head. There's a movie from 2001 called Formula 51, where if you guys yep. want to see Samuel L. Jackson in a kilt for the whole movie, uh, it's it's a funny fucking movie. Just saying, just you guys should go watch it after this. Not now, after this. Go ahead. Formula 51. Samuel L. Jackson. He so, still I mean, plays Samuel could, Jackson. Go ahead. I mean, you could go with that route. I also thought, like, hey, how about if um, you could you could do the same type of story with the Fiend? Because the yeah. Fiend's a type of remember Bray own Bray's history on like getting at people, whatever Bray the Fiend, whatever is people that's done them wrong in the past. Who took 
the Fiend's universal title last year. It was Goldberg. It's Goldberg. So you could go that route too. I'm more subscribed to the Kevin Owens route, but if you want, if you don't want to do KO, you could also do the Fiend. I mean, that's just one idea if you want to go with Drew and Roman, but I, I, it's really hard to dis- like. I can't. I can't think of. I can't think of who could potentially win this Royal Rumble for the men's. I don't know. Yeah, this this is a really tough call this year. And then, like I said, with showcasing um, Cesaro and Shinsuke, like I I feel like they're going to showcase Cesaro well. I think they're going to do that. I'm not sure about Shinsuke right now, but I feel like um, Cesaro is going to do some damage or have some highlights and maybe get like two to three eliminations, something like that. But I don't know if he's going to win. Like, right. it, it is too up in the air right now. And then let alone the women's title, um, local title, Royal Rumble. I I don't know how in-depth the roster is. I mean, you can pull from NXT, which is fine, but I know Vince is very hesitant with that. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing too, because we when you do the Royal Rumble, you look forward to surprises. And it stinks because the last... Before everything hit me with this pandemic, the last you, real you said the, you said the prizes, right? You're right. Uh oh. <laughs> what, what if what if Brock just shows up at thirty and wins the whole thing? <laughs> WWE. Why, why, are you Brock... giving, why are you giving me headaches? Why are you giving me headaches? Yo, Brock shows up at thirty and just wins the whole thing. <laughs> Why? Oh, Why, Mario? Listen, man, it's WWE. This is what they do. We're trying to okay. have a good day, Mario. <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let, okay, let's move on to some some more happy news. All right. So, speaking of, of of showcasing talent, can we talk about Sasha Banks and Reginald? What, like, what was that, bro? I don't know it. Reginald, Reginald, this dude, he he. I, I don't even know what his gimmick. What is he supposed to be like? A wine like uh, a sommelier? Who's that again? Say it again. Sommelier. I see. I can't say that. I can't say that. So I'm gonna have you say it every time. I'm like Reginald. For years, so. <laughs> so, so this guy, in, in other words, and, and I'll say it in Spanish to Leo. Pretty much, Leo. This guy is a lambón to Carmella. Yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Okay. So, who? I, I see. I don't know this guy. I, I know he he. You know, he spent, I guess, a little time in NXT or in the Performance Center. Like, I didn't know this guy was a worker like that. But Jesus Christ, man. Like, I was telling you off the air, like, before we went live, okay, I was telling you, like, dude, if this was in front of a live crowd, they would have been cheering for Reginald. Mm -hmm. We lost their minds. But then again, the black dude in Jordans, we knew he was going to jump out the roof somewhere. It was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was i mean that first that first like when um uh when sasha did the uh arm takedown from the uh the rope and then he did the flip i was like okay but then when she threw him the steps the amount of height he got on that flip i was just yeah excuse me wait and, what? and the thing you know what i really enjoyed about it too the the the, the little if you want to call it a match the match that they had was so simple it was nothing but chain wrestling and flips that's yeah. all it was. But man, did Reginald like he had like a little showcase. He did. 
What he looked great, man. He looked great, and it's funny because last week I was talking on the show like, man, why why do they have the women's champion do this? Like, why why do you have Sasha Banks like facing this dude? And then this week I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is great. Yo, g- yeah. give me more, give me more. I want to see more of this. And, and you know what? Like, if they continue telling this story with Reginald and Carmelo, right? Hopefully, by the time there's some type of dissension that we got fans back in like the stadium or the arena. The day Reginald turns on Carmella, the crowd's going to go nuts. Yep. The is crowd's it... going to lose their fucking mind. And, and it's going it's to be glorious. And... No <laughs> L- Ellsworth. El- what the fuck is his name? The guy with no chin. What the fuck is his name? Ellsworth? Ellsworth? Him. Wasn't he with Carmella too? Yeah. Yep. So this is a much better version than whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> I was let, me, let me tell you something. I was By never far. a fan of Ellsworth. I always thought the dude was trash. Never liked him. I was like, why is this guy with no chin on my TV? Never was a fan of Ellsworth. But I like Reginald. Reginald is like, like a, a better upgrade. By the way, that should yeah. be the quote of the show. <laughs> a black guy in Jordan is about to jump off of something. Just saying. That that has to be the quote for the show. Oh <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he jumped through the roof. So I mean, no, no, it's true though. It's true. <laughs> well, listen, you mentioned Jordans, and if you guys haven't noticed, ever since Roman Reigns returned, he wears nothing but Jordans. So the main event segment, um, we had this. So to start the show, we had this little segment with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Out comes Adam Pierce, and then. Paul Heyman got ballsy with Adam Pierce, and they somehow set up a, a fight between Adam Pierce and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman even like he was like, "I'm from New York, I would beat your ass," or said something down those lines, which I found hilarious. So then you have this other backstage segment during the middle of the show, if I'm not mistaken, where Roman yep. Reigns kind of plays Paul Heyman and tells him like, "Oh, you got yourself into this mess. You you better deal with it." So main event segment, you have Paul Heyman. I'll come out. Adam Pierce is already in the middle of the ring. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out and he's kind of trips over like the steel steps. And then he kind of starts selling like his leg. He's sitting on the floor and he just says to Adam Pierce, card subject to change. Out comes Roman Reigns, gets in the ring, boom, Superman punches Adam Pierce. I think Adam Pierce gets one shot at Roman, just mm-hmm. one shot. And then it was just all Roman Reigns. So they're fighting in the wait, I can't even fall, call it a fight. Roman Reigns just starts beating the shit out of Pierce like all over like the Thunderdome. And then out comes this like hooded figure. It wasn't retribution, it was Kevin Owens. Thank God. And let me tell you, the beatdown KO gave Roman Reigns. It was legit and made KO look great. And he gives him a massive power bomb onto the announce table. I can't wait for this match. These two have already put on two amazing matches. That steel cage match on SmackDown was great. Their TLC match was fucking amazing. I can't wait for their last man standing match. I think it's going to be good. And and it goes back to what we were talking about before with Kevin Owens. Like, he's strong. Like, and again, and that's why you need somebody like Kevin Owens to, to again, go up against this, this heel of Roman Reigns. Now, gotta be believable. You you have to, yeah, yeah. And and <clears throat> when you look at, at somebody like Kevin Owens, you're like, this fucking guy can't even get up. Like, go drink a beer there, Grandpa. But then you see him go, the, and and you have so many things that he's able to do. And again, you can have Roman Reigns. He looks jacked. He looks like you know nobody can mess with him. But you have somebody messing with him. Again, and and forget heels, forget faces, forget anything. What wrestling is supposed to invoke is some type of reaction. 
whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent. And again, I come from an era where you had, you know, you had Mr. Perfect heal his whole time, but you had to give it up to him. You had to give it up like, yo, this guy can go. This guy, he's technical in the ring. He, he's good. And you can't stop hating him, but you're like, okay, yeah, that suplex was good. That suplex was technical. Exactly. So now with, with these guys, Owens could play a good heel and a good face. And he doesn't even have to be either because he's still doing the same things on both. So, but again, if anything that WWE is doing right nowadays is, hey, let Kevin Owens be Kevin Owens. Don't have him be, you know, overly produced. Leave it the way it is. Leave Roman the way it is. Leave Kevin Owens the way it is. Add Pierce, add uh, Heyman for them to add a little sprinkle for it to not always be the same thing, but leave it the way it is. Like, leave this. Don't touch this. This and, and Sasha and um, Alexa Bliss, don't touch it. Just let it work. Everything else you can fuck around with. Leave this the way it is. Go ahead, Mario. So on the NXT front, um, we got the first round of the women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, the the men's Dusty Rhodes Classic is already, I think, two two weeks in, three weeks in. But um, sure. with two weeks in, I think. Um, but with this uh, women's Dusty Cup, they announced three new signings. Uh, uh, Lacey Ryan, who is now known as Zoe Stark. I'm not too familiar with her. I did get to see her at Indianapolis for the collective, but I'm not really too familiar with her. We had Priscilla Kelly. Um, she's been all over the place. She she had a cup of coffee in MLW. She wasn't involved. She used to date Darby Allen. Um, uh, what you call it? She's been all over the Indies. Uh, I think she even did a match in AEW. I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it was during the Jericho Cruise. She's been all over the place. Now she's known as Gigi Dolan, which I think this is a terrible fucking name. I'm not into this name whatsoever. And I think what bothers me most about changing Priscilla Kelly's name is like, yo, we seen this chick in the May Young Classic. Like, why are you changing her name? Like I can understand I like I can understand someone that it's not that people are not too familiar with. Like like Lacey Ryan, now she's now Zoe Stark. I can understand her because like people are not too familiar with. Even with someone like uh Elena Black, like I've seen her in the Indies all over too. She's um She's uh she dates Blake Christian. Uh, she's done GCW shows. She was all over the collective, whatever. Now her name is Cora Jade. I could kind of see why they changed her name because she's still fresh. She's still kind of green. She doesn't have like the same amount of stock that Priscilla Kelly has. So I kind of get why you changed her name. But Priscilla Kelly, she did the May Young Classic as Priscilla Kelly. Why'd you change her name? That's weird. That's a weird one. I don't know. But then then again, I could have that whole um issue with like uh chris hero being changed to cassius ono like i uh, i don't i have i have no idea yeah I, I have no idea why like you've already set up this thing i think it's just because they want to own the rights to the names i think that's literally what it is and because like when you said got kevin owens uh aka kevin steen he made his name as kevin steen it's his name but they're like, okay, well, we can't make money off that. Only he can make money off that. Right. But then he, he changed his name to his, his his son's name, so which which is fine and works because you know KO because that that works. And you know what? And it, to to be honest with you, as much as I love Kevin Steen, um, and his work in Ring of Honor all over the Indies, Kevin Owens has a better ring to it. It does no, but like mm-hmm. the thing, here's the thing though: it's easy to say, it's easy mm-hmm. to remember. 
Same thing, I'll give you, when we, before we came on live again, one of my favorite people is Matt Seidel. That's not really a remarkable name. Evan Bourne was very easy to remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's coming to that dynamic. But with Chris Kelly, the fact that she's already made her name herself in a WWE ring as that, that, that part, I don't understand yet. Because she's already a staple house name that you, you have already used. And then a lot of people that have been in like, um, when they had the uh, CWC, that was, that was cool. They need to bring that back. Um, and the Mae Young Classic. A lot of those household names were already still being are still being used, so it's like I don't know why. For maybe it was her choice. If it's her choice, all right, cool. But if in order to to work, because she's been on the Indies for uh, what five six years, she's been on the Indies for a while. So it's like the name is already established, and then you have people who keep their names like O'Reilly and, and Adam Cole and things like that. So why, like, why now is the change? That's the part that just, it doesn't register. I Especially like when, when a name has enough value and stock to it. Like, and, 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 and you know, kudos to WWE. Cause even with like a name, Kevin Owens, the only thing you changed was the last name. You know what I'm yep. saying? So, so it kind of, it was an easy transition, but I just don't get it. Like we've seen Priscilla Kelly already on WWE TV as Priscilla Kelly. Like, why change your name? Like, I just think that's very stupid. But b- back to like the women's uh, Dusty Cup. So you had um, Cora Jade, and I'm gonna call her Priscilla Kelly. I refuse to call her by her <laughs> NXT name. <laughs> she, uh, they actually lost their match at 205 Live against the Way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, you also had this past week, which was one of the highlights of NXT. You had uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. So on paper, right, on paper, a lot of people predict that Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm was going to win because they're like, these are two, you know, high caliber athletes, you know, like why wouldn't they beat Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter? Well, that didn't happen because Casey and Caden won. And you want to talk about a highlight reel. What Casey did, I don't know what to call it. I don't know if you call it. It's like if a Phoenix Splash had sex with the Red Arrow, Black Arrow from Neville, from Pop. That's what it looked like. It's like into a symptom. It's hard to explain what you did. Yeah, you you can't explain it. (laughs) Not at all. But then also Um, we said before she weighs like paper, so she's able to do that. But it's like how how like. I, I rewatched that tape like three times. I'm just like, how, like, cause like, if she starts from the back, flips, turns again, flips, and she ends te- technically, she's back in the same position that she was when she came off the turnbuckle. If right. you look at angles, so it's like, how, how does the body work like that? I'm still, also, I'm still right. also like, keep in mind, well, also keep in mind, she dates Ricochet. So I mean, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to say it. No, 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 no. We're we're saying it, bro. She dates Ricochet. So I mean. <laughs> Um, you can only imagine what they do, like on, on you know, practicing moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you- oh, so that's what they call oh, it now, oh, practicing yeah, yeah. moves. Yeah. I'm gonna tell my wife um, later. Hey, babe, let's go practice some moves. All, all, all I'm gonna say is this: if Ricochet, if all, all I'm say, if Casey and Ricochet have a kid, that uh-huh. kid's gonna be like a spider monkey, bro. He's gonna be all oh, over the place. That, he's, he's gonna be all over. He's gonna be a three-time ninja warrior and like a four-time NXT champ. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the age of four. Yeah, I was right. gonna say that. <laughs> um, oh. 
So I was I was talking to you. I didn't mention this to Leo, but I'll, I'll mention it now because before we went on air, me me and uh and me and Kay were having this conversation about yeah. That's when my fucking amazing, kids were messing shit up upstairs. Go ahead, don't have kids. Go uh, about this amazing maneuver. Um, because I don't I honestly don't know what to call it. Um, that Casey did, even with a move that she did, right? Which not anybody could do something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. you still find people that will have something negative to say about something like this. Now, it mind boggles me how uh, just a maneuver, just a move, you will have these negative fucking trolls that would have something negative to say about the performer, the move, it was a botch, it looked like shit, oh, this was terrible. Like, those same people that make comments like this are probably people that have never been a female before, ever. They probably even they probably don't even know what a vagina feels like. No, they probably never and seen are it. Just miserable fucks that can't even do a quarter of what she did. They can't even do a cartwheel. Nope. Exactly. They can't even get up from it. the chair. Just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where's my ventilator? Oh my god, this looks. It sucks. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't get how people could be so fucking. Angry. I'm telling you, the wrestling. Fan community is probably one of the most toxic things in life, bro. Uh, the- yeah, nothing more toxic than the Roxy from um, uh, Rick and Morty fan base, but that's 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 debatable. <laughs> they're, they're neck that's and neck. Debatable. They're neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, so, but but what happens is this, um, and and social media is the best thing that could happen to humanity, and is the worst thing that can happen to humanity. Why? Mm. Because the best thing that can happen is you get stuff like this, and and. And we pick and choose, in a sense, what Mario does. Who comes on to this show, right? And I've given some names behind the scenes to Mario, and he's like, no, fuck that guy. We're not having him on. But this is why. (laughs) This is why. So just because you could say it or you could write it on social media, the disconnect between here and your fingers, a lot of people don't have that, right? So just because you could say something, and I say this all the time, right? Come and say it to my face. Like, if you really, if you really mean that, then you should have no problem going up to that person and saying it to their face, right? Yep. A lot of people think they're high and mighty because they have one of these in front of them, right? Lord Warriors. Right? There you go. That's what they are, right? But then they have no idea when they have the person in front of them. And Mario knows this. I've actually had people... They send me a screenshot of, oh, look what this person's saying about you. And then the person comes up to me like, oh, what's up, buddy? How are you? Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw what you wrote about me. You know what I mean? Again, those people should just die. Like, if you're going to take the time to say shit about anybody, and we were talking about Kevin Owens before, if you got time to write about his fucking son, I bet you 99% of those people would not say it to his face. Okay, so again, that's what trolls are online. That's why, um, and that's where they should stay, and that's where their life is going to be. I know you personally. Yeah, I I will respond to you, but like even with the Lucha page, you know how many people I fucking ignore on a daily basis, like (laughs) either comments or fucking DMs. Like I ignore everyone. Sometimes, occasionally, (laughs) (laughs) no, not not you, because you're you know I know you, but like, but like, there's so many people I ignore, and then occasionally. I will delete a comment like I feel like ah oh, nah this is just too like this is just too like yeah. I'm deleting you. like but but besides <laughs> like I ignore people on the regular because 
the comp like you can see it for yourself. Go on our page, like go on Lucha Outsiders, like see some of the comments on some of the posts. It's some of the most either idiotic or toxic comments that you'll read. But then you click on their page and then you're like, oh, now I get it why you're so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense now. Makes total sense. Sense. You have no friends at all. It's like you have no friends. Oh, you're a troll page. Oh, you look like an asshole. Oh, you are actually a jerk. Oh, you're a wife beater. Okay, you're blocked. Like, yeah, it's it's terrible. Oh, it's you terrible. post every day, but nobody likes none of your stuff. I got it. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, or or they're the people that like their own posts. Just saying. Um, yeah, that's Jessica- true. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right, Leo. You're right. Jessica um, Hoffman say they also uh, live in their parents' I basement. Like my Lego posts. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but okay, but but listen, but listen, right? So, and and it's funny because they they post something. And then they like their own post, but that's the only like that's on there. Like it's okay. Like oh, you yeah. could be proud of what you do, right? And, and that, it. and but that's fine. But when it's the only one, like hello, you're the only one that like interacts with yourself. Um, and probably at home too. Uh, Steve Jordan is saying, yeah, they're keyboard commandos. <laughs> just <laughs> hey, just calling a spade a spade. Uh, one one last thing on NXT. Um, <laughs> the main event was the fight pit match. This is, was the second uh version of this. So we had. Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. They beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thatcher's 2-0 and in the fight pit. Um, man, you know, Thatcher's one of these cats. When you look at him, he looks, like, very plain. But, man, this dude is such a badass, bro. I thought this fight pit match was great. And yeah. it, it just continues telling the story now that Thatcher's 2-0 and in his match. This is pretty much, you know, the fight pit match kind of has become Timothy Thatcher's, like, hell in the cell. Like, he's, like, 2-0 here. And now, because of this match... They're both now in the Dusty Cup, um, and I think they they uh, they won their first match on Two Hundred Five Live, if I'm not mistaken. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Like, um, are, we, are they in the same section as um, uh, Roddy and Cole? I'll I don't remember the bracket right now. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, because um, if they're planning that, then I'm pretty sure it's going to be if they're in the separate bracket. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if it's them. That's and the next final. match. The quarter. The quarter final, the quarterfinals is this week. It's the undisputed era versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. All right, that's going to be big. Okay, so yeah, that is going to be the stable point. Either there's going to be dissension there, or um, I hope that I hope the undisputed era stays together forever because that's me. But um, yeah, I don't want them to break up either, bro. I, don't want either. <laughs> I, don't I do want... like what they're doing with uh, O'Reilly though, because O'Reilly should have gotten shine long ago. But you know. Yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want, uh, I don't want the UE to split up either. But um, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, they, they won't split uh, up. They won't split up until Vince Man says, "This is good shit. I have something planned for you. Dress up as a chicken." And then Cole goes to AEW and gets a title shot because all his friends are there and his girlfriend, and we're good again. So, oh man, don't even, don't even get me started with that because man, me and uh Ryan Radar shouts to him. We had this whole conversation a couple weeks ago on the potential of either Adam Cole or AJ potentially one day going to AEW. We were, like, fantasy booking for, like, a good 20, 30 minutes. So, oh, I believe man. that. But, like, here's, here's the thing, though. It's, like, this is why Cole hasn't gone over there before. This I'm going to go back to a comment that Britt Baker said. She's like, well, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. The Young Bucks are in the company here with Kenny and blah, blah, blah. Those are his friends. Things will work out. Those are her words. I'm paraphrasing, yes. But mm-hmm. then – Another thing happened. It's like 
AEW now is like a bartering chip for those for right now. If uh, if you want to go it's, and you use it as leverage for WWE because Vince is all like, oh, don't don't do it and blah, blah, blah. So that, that there's one thing there. And two. We saw Adam Cole talking to Tony Khan at the holiday party. <gasps> oh my God! But I'm just also, saying, don't forget. Like, also, also, don't forget. Brody G. Brody Lee Jr. made a made a title defense against Adam Cole at that uh, against Adam Cole. Party. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he's already hey, hey, so you know he he might want his revenge. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying it's just like there's like he Cole is in a good spot. It's either NXT gives him what he wants, or he goes to AEW. Like I, I don't. There's no real way to really like go around that. There's just too many. It's too many uh, good factors going for it. So he can do what he wants. But like, I'm just saying, if they don't pull the trigger or do something, uh, NXT may, you know, be hurting in a few years. I don't want to say weeks. It's not gonna. That doesn't make sense to me because I think right. they both put on great shows. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, um, when that talent there fizzles out, but that's I think that goes back to what you were saying before about um, Undertaker. Um, yeah. you know, was with you had all those same guys working together at once, and then you know there's nobody else to build around. That's it's kind of only in that same spot in NXT. But now you see like the inner workings of like, okay, I have an idea that he may be leaving, he may be going here, she may be going there. So let's set up like these. That's that's. I think that's why I like these tournaments so much because it gets to showcase so much new talent and um, things like that. And did, did we talk about the the women's AEW one yet? We're we're about to talk about AEW now. Okay. Um. Well, you know what? We'll we'll start with AEW. Uh, talking about that. So they made. Um. We're gonna talk about some of the impact AEW crossover, but um, talking about showcasing. Um. So they announced this uh this week on AEW that the women's eliminator tournament is coming to AEW. Um. Just Ooh. like the men's, uh, the winner of this tournament will be granted a, a women's championship match at some point. One of the biggest criticisms on AEW, and we talked about this last week with Danielle from the Heel Marks, is the women's division. The booking behind it, how their their TV time, how you know it'll be the beginning of a women's match. They go to break, and then when they come back from break, two minutes later, the match is over. Um, not saying that every women's match is like this, but uh, sometimes yeah, that's what happens. Especially on AEW Dark. It's yeah. So what I really hope for is with this women's eliminator tournament, is we get to see these women shine, and I hope they give them time. And who knows, we might even get a couple surprises on this women's tournament, like a tie of Alper. Who knows? Because you know she's a free agent. Well, you know we might get some surprises here. I just my biggest thing is let's give time to these women in these matches, man. Like that's all I want from it. Cause they, these women need to get showcased. They really do. Yes. yes. And, and they need to get people emotionally invested. Um, I think anytime that a, a women's division has made it, if you will, or have been showcased is because you're emotionally invested. They're not a filler match. They're not a, a throwaway match. They're not a, you know, <laughs> I remember we were talking about the Attitude Era before. Yeah, you had China, but who did she have in that division? She didn't want to wrestle women. She wanted to wrestle men. But that's what I'm saying. At a certain point, right, like, you weren't emotionally invested. Again, unless it was titties and ass, like, you weren't watching the women's division, you know? And, dude, remember Alundra Blaze? When's the last, like, I I couldn't remember how many matches she had in my childhood. But but that's the thing. Until she went to WCW as Medusa. but, but, But then, like, you weren't, like, again... 
you're not emotionally invested, so you're not going to sit and pay attention to them. Again, that that's the bathroom uh, uh, match, if you will. You know, I, and and if you guys go back to WrestleMania 30, when we were talking about before with the Undertaker, shout out to the Undertaker. Um, after he lost, the throwaway match was a, a six women match. Like, I, I don't even remember. I honestly don't even remember that. I remember. Hello, I was there, but because I remember, I was like, dude, like that had to be the match that followed it because nobody was. The place was dead. But again, because nobody was emotionally invested in in any talent. So for any talent to actually make the transition and for them to be loved and liked or, or even invested in, you have to be, again, emotionally invested in whatever you're watching. And, and speaking about this Women's Eliminator Tournament, like I say, we could get some surprises here. So I think that the main focus is, like, shine the talent that you actually have contracted to AEW. They yeah. need to play a – they need to be – a huge factor in this tournament, but also, hey, maybe we get some impact crossover. Maybe we get like a, a female from the impact roster. Also, there's a ton of free, a free agent, free agent women out there. You know, you have Allison K, you have Marty Bell, you have now Ty Valkyrie. Uh, we've Marty seen Bell. them do. We we've seen um them do business with NWA. So who knows? Maybe even Thunder Rose is part of the tournament. So um, I just want these women to get shine. That's all I want because AEW has done a very poor job. Booking the women in AEW. Yeah, uh, AEW heels, uh, guys. That's not a. That was not even a good marketing plan. Mm-hmm. Um, in the least bit, especially uh, in two cases, because especially what the word heel means in the wrestling business, and then two, half of these girls don't wear heels. They 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 rather wear boots and they rather kick your ass. So that's also a right. Pick. That was right. that was that was another thing. Um, shout out to some other people that on the cast that podcast I was on. Um, and they stated that it was just marketed. They, I see what they're trying to do, but it was just marketed completely terribly wrong. Yeah. And another thing to go back into this tournament, my my issue is because especially this past week, is if all right, you announce the tournament. So then, what is the point if if, if this person gets the uh, shot at uh, Sheeta's uh, title? What is the point of making the uh, the announcement that Big Swole, who is technically the number one contender right mm-hmm. now? And then she's in the tournament. Now, if she has a title picture soon, like before the the, the, the um, tournament starts, all right, fine, whatever. I'm shutting the hell up. But the fact that they they said that the commentary is like she's the number one contender for it. Like, but then they announced the tournament. I was like, that's counterproductive. Either like the writing's there, or somebody dropped the ball completely. So it's like, or 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 we're getting uh, uh, set up to. Big Soul just dominating the entire tournament, which would be fine because she definitely deserves that kind of accolade. She definitely does. But it's like, don't don't bring something like with little stuff. Don't bring something into my attention and then counterproductive with something else. Right. So now, like, like I said, if if we if if she dominates the whole tournament, fine, shutting up. If she gets eliminated in the first round, I'm gonna have an issue. There was no need for you to bring it up in the first place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. I, 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 the whole ranking system to me, I think it, it's been poorly used on AEW. Like, I, it, it, it's to the point that the ranking is kind of irrelevant. You know, yeah. it. Great, great idea. Poor execution. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, speaking of um execution, 
So Biz Cliz, Bullet Club, AW at the club, what the 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 new elite, the super elite, whatever Biz Cliz, whatever name moniker you want to use, Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and the Young Bucks. So I was telling you how we had such a great moment a couple weeks ago. Everybody throwing in the two sweet ending dynamite to the point that Pro Wrestling Tees puts out a shirt. A week later, you already have some 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 issues there where Don Cal's work. Uh, the Young Bucks, Good Brothers come out for the six-man tag. Obviously, they use this as a tool to promote Hard to Kill. We get Hard to Kill, great pay-per-view. And now this week on Dynamite, um, while I feel like they're doing this too soon and they're rushing it, I did enjoy the the um, the segment that we got where Don Callis is kind of having this conversation. I think they're in Kenny, Kenny Omega's house, and he's having this conversation with the Young Bucks. They, they see a portrait of Don Callis and Kenny Omega shirtless. It's like a, it's like a, what do you call that? that? Like an, that what is that? Like an oil painting? <laughs> like an oil painting. That was great. That was hilarious. So you have that, and then um, they're having this back and forth where to the point where um, Don Callis goes like, you know, you guys had invested a long, uh, invested a lot of time in Kenny Omega. So he starts writing a check to the to the Bucks, and the Bucks are like, you what? You think you could buy our friendship to Kenny Omega? You're using Kenny Omega, whatever. And he's like, listen, we used to work for the company you work for. We know these checks are going to bounce anyway. So he throws a little jab at Impact, and then the Bucks start getting aggressive with, with Don Callis to the point that the camera gets like all like fucked up, and you just hear Don Callis screaming. Fast forward later on to the night, Don Callis is on the phone in the locker room, and then Kenny Omega comes and goes, like, let me see your eye. Who did this or whatever? And then he kind of mentions, like, yeah, you know, Matt and Nick got a little, you know, a little hands-onsy with me. And they're like, oh, they did this to you, whatever. So you're starting to see even more deception with Kenny and the Bucks. And now they promoted this match for next week's Dynamite, where it's going to be the Good Brothers and the Bucks versus the Dark Order. So... I'm almost positive we're going to see some more shenanigans next week. Yeah, which is weird. I, and like you said, I think, like you said before, um, it's it's too soon. Like, it just, like, it feels like we we just got the, the, the green light on this, and then now they're just like, complete U-turn. Right. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, when everything started happening with, uh, when, when Kenny Omega won uh, the title, and then him and Don Callis ran off. It's like, we're going to be on both soon and Tuesday night on Impact. I was just like, oh, my God, Kenny Omega is collecting the wrestling Infinity Stones. And I hope I hope this works. Yeah, you were the you were the first one because obviously you, you started seeing like the memes and stuff of Kenny Omega being Thanos. But you were the first one that I remember that brought that to my attention that he's the Thanos right now in the professional wrestling world where he's going to start collecting titles. Literally, with, with that, uh, that hey, K, real quick, you sound you sound choppy, real quick. But your mic sounds real choppy, real quick. Uh, yeah, you sound real choppy, real quick. Leo, do you get that feedback? Yeah, I I, I think it might be the, the internet connection, but it's okay. We're here. Uh, so no, you you guys are right. With uh, he is the Thanos. He is like uh, getting all the all the belts together, get all the Infinity Stones, but. It's good for wrestling that you have crossover. Yes. Right. It's good for wrestling. You need that. You need that competition. You need that crossover. Again, I'm looking forward to everything that's going on right now. Dale, Mario. So, so yeah, so, so Kay was the first one that brought to my attention, like, hey, 
this guy's like the Thanos. He's going to start collecting titles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this crossover is great. A lot of you're also going to have the people that are going to say something negative. Oh, who cares about Impact? Nobody watches it. Okay, when was the last time you watched Impact? Oh, back in 2012. Back when Hogan okay, was so there. I, so how can you say the product is trash? Hence the <laughs> Undertaker. Watch. If you're not watching the current product. first showed up on AEW, I'm thinking maybe something down the line would happen to New Japan, because I don't know if you've been following uh, uh, with uh, Tamatanga. Like, he's like, oh, they're not real bullet cups, stuff like that. But, hey, yeah. You never know. He says something, and the next thing they show up, and he's throwing up too sweet again. And he's like, ha got you assholes. But then, <laughs> then again, that's what people kind of want. But at the same time, those companies are more willing to do things like, and that's, that's, I think that's an issue that WWE's had, like, because, um, what was, the, what was the phrase that was used? Like he, Vince had killed all the, like the independence in most, in most areas. So it's like, but with this, it kind of gives like a shout out and showcases more people. It gets eyes on more products. Like simply, simply the fact that Kenny Omega announced that he was coming to impact, like Twitch broke. Twitch yeah. broke that night that he came on. You know so, what? To, to to what you're saying, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, I was actually ha- having a conversation with somebody. Um, to what you said, that Vince killed the indies. I don't think Vince killed the indies. I think Vince was just the smarter one out of all the ruthless people that you had back in the day. Because if it was me, and I was actually having this exact conversation with somebody this morning. If it was me, and I was the owner of a territory, and I saw that Vince was was buying out all these other territories. Dude, work together with other people and build this this great thing that you're building now because and I told this to Mario a couple of years ago, you need to have and and what what all in was was the actual WrestleMania of the Indies. Maybe not to that point where but you still had wrestlers coming from other groups and other things to come to this super show. If it was me back in the 80s and the 90s and I had a territory and I saw that, hey, Bill Watts is going out of business and this guy's going bought out. and this, Hey, I'll call the guy in California. Hey, we need to work together because we're all going to die. And that's what happened. <laughs> Bret Hart didn't screw Bret Hart, whatever that, whatever that line was. But the indies screwed the indies. Again, find a way to work together with other people and that's what's going to make everybody grow. But no, everybody was just worrying about their shit. Well, now guess what? What's a hundred percent of nothing? Nothing. Nothing. So I'm gonna try to own thirty-three percent of something that zero of nothing. So, but there you go. I digress. Go ahead. Sorry. No, back no, to, and I agree with that. Back to the um, you mentioned you mentioning private party. 
what what I like about this um crossover is like I like Private Party too, but we don't really get to even before like this money big money match stuff. We didn't really get to see Private Party as often on Dynamite until the big mm-hmm. ma- big money match stuff started like coming into to limelight. You know, besides the being the elite stuff, now we started seeing uh, crossover into Dynamite. Now that they're getting some type of shine on Impact, we get to see them even get showcased even more. So, like, even with a match against the Good Brothers, it's not going to be a squash. They're going to give both teams time. Yep. And, like, here's the thing, another thing with Private Party, because the first time they really shined was with AEW's first show when the tag tournament happened, and they Mm -hmm. beat the Young Bucks. So everybody was like, what the fuck? So so now they're on the radar, but then... Later on, as things started, like, you know, pieces started coming together, they kind of fizzled out. They were still doing great performances, but it's like, oh, private party. Eh. Like, they were, it, it, they, they weren't really getting the shine like they, they, they needed. So stuff like this that is happening is definitely helping. So I'm definitely with that. And then um, the fact that uh, the women's division has been uh, helping with uh, NWA, um, that's helped out with like Thunder Rosa and things like that. So that's that's helped showcase as much. But like like you said, we do need some more showcase for the women. So, um, but at the same time, with all these uh, companies working together, we just have a new dynamic that's just going to work. Because for right. all we know, for all we know, um, I, I probably won't. But like, uh, let me think of something. Uh, Kenny Omega does something at the end of Dynamite, and then, oh, he gets hit in the back with, wait, that's not the AEW belt. He gets hit by, like, Nick Aldis or something, you know? Like, there's there's, some, yeah. there's so many things that you can see see happening going through, and it just it, a, it keeps you invested. That's a big, that's a big, major pay-per-view main event, Nick Aldis versus Kenny Omega. Man, I'd pay. I definitely would. That's a, that's like, Depending how far they want to go with this, I could see them being the main event for Double or Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's that you. And then so, if you want to get into stories too, too again, you can have like Cody is like, you know what? I never really lost that against you, and blah blah blah. You can you can do something really big, right? You can do right. something really big again. There, there, there's so many routes that they could go. But um, if if you were not working together with these other companies, then basically you just have one storyline that you can follow. Again, by by having these crossovers, by having these these working relations, you're able to have dream match. By the way, shout out to our boy uh, Dream Match Wrestling. Uh, but you can have dream matches in the day and era where you're gonna get eyes on the product. Again, I was talking to somebody about wrestling, and you remember when we were at the Hammerstein Ballroom, Mario, when you had the Hardy Boys show up out of nowhere against uh, the Young Bucks. Yep. There's no way you could have had that happen unless there was a working relationship. There's no way. But again, forget about the WWE. Forget about that. That that's that's a monster in itself. Yep. But Impact, NWA, uh, AAA, uh, AW, MLW have this big super show once a year, and then you sell it out. Yeah. But then what does that do? That allows you to work with other people. That gets other people's eyes on the product. And by the way, I don't know if we talked about it, but you have uh, NWA, um, you have AW uh, trademarking Battle of the Belts or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, really it's a it's it's the concept show, which is Battle of the Belts. So you can only, you know, put two and two together where you might potentially have the Impact Champion in there, you know, uh, maybe even the NWA World Champion in there. Yeah. 
you know, in a, in a perfect world, New Japan would be involved. Now, I don't see that happening yet. Oh, I need, but, I need, I, do. I need Ibushi and like I do Omega to hug right now. I need it right now in my life. Ibushi well, listen, well, listen. With the with the way it's going out oh. right now, I can see Kenny Omega congratulating Kota Ibushi like after a big major like New Japan show after like Kota's one of Kota's defenses. They hugging each other. Kenny congratulates him and then gives him a low blow. Yeah. Probably. So, but but check this out. So this whole and I and I want to keep calling it Battle of the Bands, but Battle of the Belts, right? That that they're trademarking, right? And to me, and Mario knows this, to me, everything's a work. Life in itself is a work. Our parents, the way they lied to us and said it was easy being a grown-up is a work. Like, again, so, <laughs> that hit a spot. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> this whole thing with, with Tamatanga and bringing up WWE and everything, to me, it's a work. To me, they're working for the whole payoff of Bullet Club against Bullet Club. That's the way that I see it. So, so what Mario was saying... Not right now. Yeah, no, not right now. But they're building towards that. By invoking WWE's name, you know, they're making you think, oh, maybe, you know, there could be a work between New Japan and WWE. You know that's not going to work. You know that's not going to happen. You have more chance of WWE working, I don't know, with nobody because they don't care. But I don't see WWE working with any other promotion when it comes to like an in-ring level because they have done business with like impact and other companies for like some of their WWE network uh you know stuff you know where they got footage but like when it comes to an in-ring caliber the only way i can see WWE working with another company is when Vince McMahon is dead and triple h is running the company yeah that's it but you but you know that's not gonna happen but if you have this this... well Vince gotta die one day I don't know, man. That man is immortal, sir. Like that just you just <laughs> the fact that he jumped off that rafter still amazes me. Uh when he was uh with WrestleMania, like the fact that he did that. Like Where, when he my, was my, show- my dad is 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 a, is a year older than Vince. Uh, he's not doing that shit. <laughs> That's true. But you know, it's like <sighs> And and here's the thing too, and the, the, you see you see like so many like elements like because and here's the thing with podcasts and all of the stuff like that. All we can do is like, we, we talk about the facts, what we need, how we feel. We can speculate, like especially with the whole thing of like um, Triple H trying to do a NXT like Japan. Mm-hmm. All right, now you're in in that little that area now. Now you can start talking about maybe not New Japan, but you can probably start working with Noah. You could probably start working with a few other ones. So it's it's like Noah. It's, all Japan, like there's, they, there's you know there's there's so many like what ifs. And then mm-hmm. just like, and us as as, as our wrestling fans, we're sitting here drooling and chomping at the bit because like we're just thinking of all the possibilities. So right. it's, it's like, and the, and then we're salivating, waiting for this to happen. And it's like, I I just don't want anything to happen again where we get a a, a WCW invasion. No, that didn't, you, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, the con that concept sounds amazing, but the the people that we got, and and, and I'm sorry about uh like. Like the Booker T at the time, Stasiak, things like that. But those weren't the people that we thought that we were going to get right away. Yeah. Now we wanted Goldberg and the NWO, and we wanted Rick Flair right away. We wanted Hogan. We want like. Oh, so you're telling me that that wasn't WCW? I thought that was WCW. No, no, no. <laughs> that was WCW Power Plant. That's what it was. Exactly. That, that was like WCW developmental that just got called up all of that a sudden. Was, that was WCW <laughs> worldwide. Hey, that was, oh, 
That was like the first level of any video game that you ever bought. Like, <laughs> oh man, oh WCW versus the world. Oh. Yeah, WCW didn't get the revenge in the invasion angle. <laughs> you no. think? You think any other wrestler that has come aside from Goldberg? You think they actually got the treatment that they should have gotten? You think Sting should have lost every fucking match that, that he had in WWE? My, that mind boggles me. Come that on, mind man. boggles me. Out of all the WCW guys that that worked for the WWE after WCW folded, right? Goldberg, Goldberg. is the guy that that um gets like this like this he, incredible booking. You he's know? getting the like, rub. He's unstoppable. You didn't give it a Sting. You didn't give it a Booker T. He's you not didn't, a Vince guy. How did he get this? Like how? you didn't you didn't use DDP to his full potential. Like all oh, these guys, God. like come on. We never got DDP versus The Rock. How did we fuck that up? People's champion versus people champion. We didn't get how that. did how did we fuck that up? I don't know. I don't know, man. <sighs> the the more that we think about it, right? Like the more it hurts. Yeah, like why do why do we still watch WWE? Like why? Like <laughs> okay, okay, that that's that's an unfair statement to say. No, though. Is it? it, it, it is it's it unfair? Because while they have done a lot of shady stuff, and Vince McMahon is a corrupt individual, that's not on the talent. And yes, no, no. Raw Raw is that's an fair. awful three hours, but NXT is great. SmackDown is great. So WWE still puts out good stuff. It's just Stop not everything with my is good. Yes, yes, that's pretty much what it is, and it's not the town's fault. So I think it's it's uh, it's very unfair to be like, why do we still watch the movie? We love the talent. Okay, no, 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 but 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 but, and and I understand that part, right? But let's say you're trying to get somebody to watch the product, right? Let's say somebody has heard of wrestling, right? Has been living under a rock for years, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna try WWE. But can you tell me more? And if you actually go down the line and you explain to them everything that's happened in the wrestling business over the past, and I'll give you this, over the past 10 years, would they really sit down and want to watch it? See, that, but that's that's not fair because people like us who would even, we're not going to say probably programs, we probably suggest matches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, but but what I'm saying is, and and we can go down the list, and we have the best matches of last year, which we went through on the Luchis. By the way, you guys can go check it out; it's still there, available. But if if you look at, like, you have great matches and you have great moments, right? But overall, if we actually sit down and we touch our heart and we say, you know what, I'm gonna sell you WWE just by telling you what Vince McMahon has done. Top ten things. That Vince McMahon has done, people go to jail for jail. 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 <laughs> well, you just watch, just watch Dark Side of the Ring, and they'll give you your answer. Exactly, oh, but that's what God. I'm saying. Like, like take, take, take aside Vince McMahon. Like, if you try to cover up a murder, you're an accomplice. You're going to jail. And that, and that goes back to the fucking comments that fucking Taker said. How like, oh, you know, guys had knives and and guns and whatever in in their bags. She used to get handled. Like that—that's the type of environment that you want now. Like, what are you fucking nuts? That comparison, like, you know, Taker seems like one of these schmucks that had no problem with what happened in DC a couple weeks ago. I mean, uh, allegedly, you know, you always got to throw allegedly in there. But allegedly, the the British Bulldog, which can't do no wrong, right? Took a shit in somebody's bag. Like, if you actually follow, like, you know what I mean? 
Like, hello. Hey, man. Hey, sometimes, hey, I mean, hey, sometimes Bulldogs just got to go, bro. <laughs> but it's somebody's I mean, back. Look, I mean, it's something like that. I think there's um, – there's uh, what's the word? Hazing everywhere. I mm. think that's that's a thing. And then, yes, in, in the business environment, wrestler, whatever, whatever you do, there's going to be people you don't like. Yeah. It happens. It, it is just people, people. Me in general, I hate humans, so I, I don't have I hate I, people I, too, I, bro. I, I fucking hate, I hate people. Welcome to the club. <laughs> so, I hate so people, bro. I, I even hate the I, I even hate my own audience. How about that? <laughs> Keeping Man, okay, it Maybe not all of them. Keeping but it case. Some of them are <laughs> God fucking annoying. All right there, taker. Yeah. Calm down. Right? <laughs> it, it's, it's things like that. So I just but it's like at the same time, yes, if you cover up a murder, you are an accomplice. If it's it just exactly, it just, it, it, but but I think that's what happens with like those big conglomerates and things like that. That's why I think people get so happy when you see other people su- being successful everywhere. Hell, rest in peace, peace. Um, but like with Brody, perfect freaking example. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like what he's doing WWE. Not being utilized. Does his thing. Comes into his own. And it's it's this wildly accepted and wonderful. Unfortunately, we lost him too soon. Yeah. But you know, it's just like that. It just it's just things like that. So there there is hope. So that and that's the thing too. And I think that's what it was. And the, and the fact is that because before, um, when we were growing up watching uh, wrestling, it was just uh, um, WWE or F at the time, and then WCW, and then your occasional E. ECW, if you were, weren't like caught by your parents staying up too late to be able to watch it, one o'clock uh, MSG I mean, Network. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, so so me, you know, and I just like the fact that it's so accessible now, and we can have these conversations and things like that. So I think I, I'm very grateful for that. But to go back to what you're saying, yeah, I won't com- completely condemn WWE, but I do want them to stop playing with my emotions like I'm an idiot sometimes. That that's all. So I, I get it. I get it. That and that's. I think that's what we all want. We we as a wrestling fan, you want all these products to do well. It's not like oh, this company's gonna take this other company out of business. No, we don't want I that. That's want, not. I want everybody. That's to not eat. healthy. We don't want what happened when WCW folded, where you had all these fucking wrestlers that you know they the indies weren't such a thing like they are now. You know, so at the end of the day, we want everyone to be successful, and I think that's kind of the best way to end this uh k brother thank you so much for doing the show man this is a it was a a very long time in the making yes and thank you very much for having me and uh, reaching out i appreciate it uh and it's always good to talk about this stuff and i mean we we've gone back and forth on like social media and things like that and um but uh to sit down and actually chat about it about what's going on in the wrestling environment it's just it's 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 refreshing so yes, thank you, um, dude. We'll definitely we'll definitely have you back on in a future episode because uh, we we need to get the return of King Kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like I, I will I will happily take that nickname. Um, <laughs> so, dude, I know you you have your own content that you work on. So plug away, man. Plug whatever you want to plug. Um, the only thing I really use is Instagram and King Kayfabe K I N G K H A F R E. Uh, all one word um you can check me out there i do my lego builds i do my little skits i do my little one word answer uh type things where i go into like little details of my life with snippets um uh i am developing one on uh facebook but that's like it's in the work right now because and then i'm doing other things 
Um, just be on the lookout for me. Uh, also, King Caper on uh, TikTok. Uh, nothing too crazy there because I feel like my attention span is just not what it needs to be with the TikTok. <laughs> um, but and I'm like and like and here's the thing: there's so many creative people on there, but it's just like I I can't just scroll and watch five second videos all the time. It's, you know what? It, you know, it, I'm not kidding. It, it's just but some of them are hilarious. It is, and I just feel this is just my opinion, and I I've talked about this on this podcast also, and Leo has agreed with me. TikTok. It's just not necessarily for us, if that makes any sense. Oh, back in like, my day. <laughs> I, I feel, like, I feel like, I feel like just TikTok is just uh, not for me. You know, it's just not for me. Now, I, do I hate on anybody that uses that platform? No, go ahead, do it. But sometimes I feel like people try to force themselves to use that that um that avenue because it's like the new thing you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like well, people, that's a, that's the thing too. It's one, it's the new thing. It's a cool thing to do. Um. The, the problem is, especially like if you want to talk about algorithms and things like that, because I, mm -hmm. I have to look into these things with like marketing. So it's like with that, it's it, in order to stay um, up to date or relevant, you have to keep going like literally daily. Yeah. And mm -hmm. shout out to the people that who do that. Um, it is rough, but it's like at the same time, it's just like. I, me personally, like I haven't stopped working since the pandemic started. So I don't I don't have time to do that stuff. I don't right. So it's like, you know, so kudos to the people who do, but it's like you have to keep going, going on. Bro, on, I, I listen, just hit, building so. building the Lucha page. Like I do I go through that every single day. Like um hey man, but hey, one hundred and sixty six episodes, so <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, what? What yeah, episode man. is this? What? Huh? No, one sixty-six, no. <laughs> Leo. One sixty-six. Come on, Leo. Wake up, bro. Wake up, <laughs> Leo. What's your plugs in? Uh, well, were you done with everything there at King Cafe? I'm good, man. Okay, good. Uh, LosRadio.com. Uh, if you know anybody that's doing a podcast and wants to do some type of show, uh, they can reach out to us. We're actually producing a whole bunch of shows. We also do social media. So if you guys don't have time all day and you still want to promote your page, we have uh, some monthly um, packages that we offer where we basically put content that you give us throughout the day. Again, people work. Hey, you got to keep it kayfabe, baby. Um, so yeah, losradio.com and <laughs> you guys can follow us everything that we do. And we have some uh, some stuff coming up that we're getting ready for you guys. So yeah, let's go. Uh by the way, I was actually talking to some guys today. They want to do a podcast or a show um where they talk about wrestling, but wrestlers that were in movies. So there you go. I would want to go ahead and listen <laughs> That's to that. an interesting concept. There you go. Very so if you motherfuckers take that from us, remember you heard it here first. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, um, Lucha Outsider show is a proud sponsor, one of the many proud oh, sponsors yeah. for Hold Game that. Changer Wrestling. Uh, they're doing a 24-hour show called Fight Forever, which other independent companies are involved. It happens next week. It's going to be from Friday going into Saturday. It's going to be a full 24 hours. Shout-outs to Game Changer Wrestling. Lucha Outsider is a proud sponsor for this GCW event. Um, you can find me at RatedArsis87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. All I know is somebody's at my door. My fucking dog's going crazy. Um, but here you go. <laughs> It's always something with me. Always something. With me. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know who I don't know who's yelling at Leo right now. I don't know if it's my his wife. my house is going crazy. Like my brother's walking in with my nieces. The dogs is barking. I got like three kids coming in. Don't have kids. Listen to me. I'm talking to you from the future. Don't have kids. <laughs>
Is, is that is that your brother Juan? Yeah. Hey, Juan. He said hi. Juan on Juan. Just wait, Juan. Oh, look, it's Juan. Yo. <laughs> it's the running. <laughs> don't have kids. Please don't have kids. Listen to me when I tell you this. Do not have kids. They're annoying. Go ahead. It's a good show. Hey, thank you so much for doing the show, bro. We definitely got to get you back on, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. This was fun. Your shooting shit and everything. It was just good. Um, it, felt, it felt natural. So, yeah, thank you so much again for having me and reaching out to me, man. Um, I, I appreciate it so much immensely. So, what, what about Baltimore? Are they still playing football? No, right? No. Why? It, it, it's a week old, bro. It's a week old, man. Why, why are we bringing Baltimore? Oh, well, we should not have this band. I, so, was, I was rooting uh, for the Browns. Damn it. Well, I'm a Raiders really? fan. Really? So that, that You're a Raiders fan? Yeah. You must be really mad that Antonio Brown's about to make it to the to the Super Bowl and not the Raiders. Yeah, not really. <laughs> it's whatever. I, I get mad off of tuck rules. That's what I get mad about. <laughs> that's that's what gets me boiling. Go ahead, Mario! And, All right, Ferg, King Capri, or Leo, I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated yeah. R. Until next time, keep Rated R and stay tuned.